In the months since the Lockleys coterie formation, they've been busy engaging with the community. Carl convinced his contacts at the Bristol Old Vic to organise a community play. His old drama teacher, Mark Godwin, helped him in writing an adaptation of King Lear. Nangisol told her friend Hannah Parks that Carl had asked her to play guitar in the play and invited her to see it. Thursday's a movie night for Matilda and her neighbour Elliot. After mild confusion at an impulse bought popcorn machine, Elliot opened up and mentioned that he'd been doing double shifts to take his daughter Emily on holiday. Janusz reassured Zane, a young member of his congregation, that his faith was all that was required for the rituals and celebration of Kostroma, goddess of spring, water and protection. Zane had been keeping the tongue of Kupala safe for Janusz and heard it talking to him. People say I'm crazy. The community play was a resounding success. Revels were broken up, however, after Carl received a call from Frederick, the Toyodor Primogen, and the coterie was summoned to Ashton Court after news that London had fallen to unknown assailants. All multi-faction coteries were there, and the Prince explained they expect to receive Camarilla refugees. The Camarilla and Autarkis offered support to assist. The Anarch stayed rather silent on the matter. On the way back, the coterie discussed what this would mean for them. Nandazal was feeling drained and went for a walk by the water with Janus. Alone with Matilda, Carl opened up and told her he was worried about his sister Christine, who was in London, but convinced to travel to Bristol. Meanwhile, in Janus's haven, Nandazal confesses that she's lost touch with the waters and her spirituality. Janus asked Nandazal to take a leap of faith. She agreed, and they were submerged in the water while the sun rose. Hello and welcome to episode 3, season 1 on Blood on the Severn, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in Bristol, England in 2012. With me tonight... Bex playing Nandazal of the Ministry. Peter playing Janusz Kroll of Clan Chimitsu. Josh playing Carl Frederic Saint-Jacques de Toro of, Carl, of uh, Clan Toridor. <laughs> Alice playing Matilda Wells of Clan Venture. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, the Coterie went through several interactions last week that were really interesting, and I think we ended it, <clears throat> as, as Hubert said on the recap, uh, with a leap of faith from Nan Giselle and uh, Janice's help with that. So Presumably not a leap of faith for him. He obviously knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Well, Obviously. in theory, yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, but then again, in theory, practice and theory are the, are the same. So um, we are going to go back to well, the following day after Nan Giselle and, uh, and uh, Janus submerge into the waters. And uh, Matilda and Carl share the hate the a HQ, the headquarters, um, to spend the night safely away from the sun. Let's go with with you two in the in the HQ. So the sun has fallen. Night is here, and um, you go from from the basement. Carl goes upstairs. So as as I described it earlier, it's on a the, the, the HQ is sort of this house on this is, is a semi-detached house in this block of houses in Lockleys, where sort of like it has a basement and a ground floor and a first floor. And the, the, the ground floor has both an entrance to both uh, upstairs and downstairs for the for the basement and the and the upstairs area. 
uh, in a separate entrance to what would be like a commercial space. This is an area that has, you know, uh, dentists and shops and things like that. So that office has been, you know, the big glass has been painted from the inside, so no one can see inside. <clears throat> It's easily accessible from, from within. And it looks like uh, sort of like an abandoned office or a place, you know, that is not being used. And it's currently full of props, costumes, yes. and exactly. um, play posters and all Exactly. That. And right now, like, and that is sort of like a, a big space for for the coterie to to interact and in also like a, a ad hoc you know storage space uh the the upstairs the downstairs area has a small sort of cubicle like areas with with small beds for you to spend the the day during your day sleep uh and the in the top floor has more of a sort of like a common area where the coterie can have you know private conversations away from all the the clutter that is downstairs Um, Carl would wake up, go upstairs, and of course he was the one who set this up. <clears throat> so he has a chest of drawers with a change of clothes. He has a shower. You know, by the time Matilda goes upstairs, uh, Carl is changed clothes. It's ready for the evening. And the first thing that I do as I awaken from my slumbers is I check to see if I have any messages about the. Um, About, particularly about my sister, but also about uh, anyone else who might be coming from London, any more refugees. Yeah. Okay. So, Li likewise. Okay, so uh, Carl does have um, a couple of messages from Christine. Uh, one is saying, you know, I have arrived. Ooh. Um, like, I I'm, I'm in town. And you would see from the time it was at around two in the afternoon. And it says, uh, I'm in town. Um, message you later and then you have another message from about half an hour ago saying um, just woke up where do you want to meet okay good good I will immediately text her back and say um, the bar of the Bristol Old Vic in one hour would that suit she she just replies with a thumbs up And I will immediately, as as uh, Matilda comes up the stairs, will let her know that that's what's happening. And if she wants to come, she can come. Um, no, I mean, I could drive you there, but um, yeah. if it's something you and your sister just want to talk about, you know, okay, well, that's fine. Like sort of yes, I, I can certainly. Um, I can. Don't worry about driving. I mean, I can always get a cab, and mm -hmm. you might be needed here if we. Receive any refugees, I imagine, as we haven't seen mm. the other two lately. That's a good point. I might um, send Nanj a text. Um, I don't know how tech-savvy Yannis is. <laughs> um, Carl would know not much. Oh, very good. He, he doesn't even own a phone. Like so I my say, phone's not waterproof, it's trashed. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll send Nanj a text, which will not get to her, and I'll be like, uh, no, <laughs> everything no. all right? Nah, it's um. You you will send a text. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if you get any sort of reply and how. <clears throat> Maybe it just sends a FaceTime and gets a fish swimming past. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, um, Carl can get a taxi to uh, the town center. Mm -hmm. Um, and to 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 the old Vic. 
Um, and uh, as you're driving there, you you check if you have any other messages from the people you, you have messaged. There, there is definitely no reply at all from uh, from David, who was um, Christine's dormitory. Mm -hmm. So you have not been able to get a hold of him. Nor, like, you don't know that many people, um, like, outside of the Torador in London. You have been there. And you mm -hmm. know some people, but they are more acquaintances. It's not like you have their contact details. You you did message as many of them as you could. You only got one reply from someone saying, I'm on my way to Paris. Others are on their way to Amsterdam. Others are on their way north. And I would certainly have um, messaged my sire, who I think was supposed to be in New York at the moment. But yes. Um, just to see if she knew anything and that she was safe. Uh, you get pretty much uh, an instant reply, uh, which is very, very odd, because right. in New York it's probably the middle of the afternoon. Uh, but you would know it's from uh, her ghoul, mm -hmm. uh, saying that um, Angelique is well aware of the situation and will try to get in touch with you as soon as possible have you heard from christine um yes and i will i will reply and i will say um thank you constant uh yes i have indeed heard from my sister and i'm going to meet her now i'm sure angelique will be pleased that's the the extent of the text yeah and and you read them back and you say i mean these seem like normal conversations by normal people mm -hmm. who are talking about probably something that could have happened in a family or, or a group of friends. Nothing screams, uh, you know, crazy shenanigans. But, Good. but it feels odd because this feels momentous and in, in, the, in the messages feel so mundane but charged with those undertones, you know. But regardless, you make your way all the you, you make your way to the to the old Vic, mm -hmm. and uh, and when, once you reach the bar of the old Vic, she's there. There's she's your sister Christine, just as she was when you were embraced, and she was cooled. Yes, Christine, thank goodness you are safe, and I will kiss her on both cheeks and then the right cheek again in the Russian style. Mm -hmm. She, and, she will yeah. keep a stern face, but she will not, you know, reject your, your greetings. Shall we go somewhere perhaps more private? There's a, there's a booth at the back that I am often allowed to use where I am undisturbed. I would rather go to a place that is safe, Carl. And where would you regard as safe in these difficult times, exactly? I don't know, but I have... I have completely lost track of David. And um, understood. I have tried to reach him, and yet I have been unsuccessful, as as have you. I'm sure that he would speak to you before me, anyway. He was at court when it happened. Ah. Uh, no one survived court. I see. I this need. Is... I need many things, Carl. Um, I need. I need to get in touch with people that are running some businesses in New York and in Japan and, um, 
in Hong Kong. I need to, to change some of the trading. Uh, the assets of the family, they need to be completely disentangled from, from David and any others, um, mm -hmm. potentially you and me as well. I need, I would, I would, I would like to travel to Paris, but I don't think that is going to be possible right now. I believe I mean, I'm in the radar. I need a new passport. I need a new identity. Understood. It may be best for us to visit Ashton Court in that case. Perhaps there we can meet with people who have the necessary influence to allow these things. Do you have a, a laptop with you at which, with which you can organize your business or do you need to sort that out as well? Well, I, ha I had to live in a rush, but I did have, I did grab my laptop and my tablet. Hmm. Um, but I, I might need to, to set up, a, I don't know, a, a room in a hotel or, or something so I can, so I can better handle things. Are there, are there um, any hotels that I know of in that case, uh, dear storyteller, that I might point her towards? Because I know Ashton Court is Elysium and that yeah. strikes me as a good idea. Well, but... other, other than the normal hotels that you would find in the, in the, in the city centre. Mm -hmm. um, so there is the, the Holiday Inn near the Hippodrome. Um, yeah, I'm not really thinking the Best Western is going to be that safe, that's all. No, no. Uh, uh, with regards of how safe they would be, you would have to talk perhaps, I mean, there's always boons. Like, you can always talk to the autarchies and find someone that can give her a new identity. You can always talk also to the autarchies and see, uh, I mean, maybe if you exchange some boons, you can secure the protection of one of the mariners around the waterways and she can be in one of those hotels or you can do without boons and bring her to your own area uh, because it's your domain. So it, it depends on how willing Carl is to engage in the, in the boon trading. Well, I know my, I have a very checkered past with Christine. She has um, made my life a misery more than once. Uh, so, I, I kind of think boons. I will. I will say. I will say to her. It may well be in order for me to extract you from your current predicament that I will have to um, go into debt with certain people in the city. However, I will expect you to stump up should those debts be called in if you are able to do so. She doesn't like the prospect of owing you anything. I know. Um, she greets her teeth and says, very well. Uh, I have not been able to get in touch with Angelique. I have only been able to reach uh, Constant. Yes, she will not be awake for a number of hours yet. In that case, dear sister, I shall attempt to speak to the mariners and through the autarchist, perhaps we can organize another identity for you. I will let you know both how this will happen, how quick it will be and how much it will cost you when I speak to you next. 
What do I do in the meantime? Where can I hold up while this is set up? A place that I can sit and work? Um, well, as I say, I think the best place to take you may be Ashton Court. I know that court in London was not a safe place, but I'm hoping that it is still here and I can introduce you to our Primogen and perhaps they will be able to help you slightly and keep you safe. She nods. And, um, and you start making preparations to bring her to Ashton Court. In the meantime, okay. Matilda, um, you're there in the HQ. You are sending messages. Like the out, the, the anarchs are a bus with messages. You get messages yeah, from everybody. Probably ring. Um, might ring Squid. Squid. Okay. Yeah. And just. Hello, Matty. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Oh, did you hear the news? I did. Oh my God. What do you think? Awful, awful, awful. Um, oh. How many, how many Camarilla, uh, <clears throat> how many Camarilla are we taking in? I don't know. They said about two dozen, perhaps. Two, um, fuck. Yeah. What? It's not good. Well, I don't know. Oh. Um, it might be less, and some of them are coming. They've actually loaded Arco three with some of them as well. In the next few days, when they come in. Wait, wait, wait! You're 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 housing them. You're you're you you you're... Looks like we are. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Uh, you can hear. Do you want? Do you want... Sorry, you go on. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, do you want to get a drink? Yeah, 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 yeah. Should, should I should I call the gang? Yeah, go on. Uh, okay, I, I, I will, I will. Um, and he hangs up. Yeah. Uh, you do read the messages. Uh -huh. uh, a couple of people are, like, there are a couple of groups, chat groups, and some of them are people saying, it, this is a Camarilla problem, and the Camarilla should solve it. Mm. And others are saying, this is a great opportunity to show the Camarilla around here that we always play ball even yeah. when they don't, you know? So they want to have like the moral high ground and others say, fuck the moral high ground. Camarilla won't care in 50 years. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love that anarch unity. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is a staple of the anarch, you know, everywhere. Yeah. She'd probably drop a few messages as well. Um, uh, sort of, Fairly diplomatically worded, maybe like thumbs up a couple of messages as well. <laughs> thumbs up some, <laughs> thumbs up down others. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... There's someone who uh, starts like a rant on the phone and then no more messages. And then someone says, it's it's okay, he's fine. He just trashes his phone. And, you sweet. know, it's like, yeah, short tempers. Like a lot of people yeah. are, are... It's The thing is... The prospect of having enough Camarilla kindred in, in town to bring the numbers even with the Anarchs is bad news. Bad news. Because if yeah. people start asking for, you know, residency, that might very well mean reshifting of some of the contested territories. And mm -hmm. for those of you, 
dear viewers and listeners who have been paying attention, there is a link to the map of Bristol, according to Blood and the Severn, and how the domains are um, spread out. And, and there are contested territories. And we have color coded for color coded it for your convenience, and you can find it under Shreknet files in our in our web page. There are more than a few anarch Camarilla contested territories, and and very big ones that are anarch autarkies. And if the Camarilla start taking those contested territories, then the autarkies will be trying to hold on because there are also Camarilla and autarkies sort of shared or contested territories, the autarkists will try to encroach more on those. And they are small factions, but they're very politically powerful, sort of economically, sort of boons, if you call, if you if you think of boons as the, the currency. So in your political mind, this is not ideal by any means. If, um, yeah, so she's going to assume that... Um... If we were to get refugees, they wouldn't just dump them on our doorstep. So she'll feel fine to leave the domain. Um, and but she might give Nan Giselle another call if she hasn't heard from her in like an hour. Um, this is a this is going to be an easy one. Let's go with with Nan Giselle and Janis before going back to you because apparently people want to know what's going on with Nan Giselle. <laughs> I'm not dead. Hooray! You are not. <laughs> he will amaze Nagisel yeah. to realize that she's not, definitely not dead. You feel when you wake up in the cold embrace of both Janus and the waters. You open your eyes and of course you see nothing. No nickname membrane to help you see underwater. It's very complicated to, to make sense of what's going on it's black and you slowly your body reanimates and you slowly start standing up and you feel Genesis also starting to to animate now I would have imagined that before walking into the river you Nanjusel would have taken some of her like basic belongings and put them in the ground as normal people tend to do when they think they're gonna, you know, get wet. Oh, wait, I see what you mean. Sorry, yes, yeah. So, I mean, yes, she she could have done that for sure. Yeah. So for, I, mean, for example, I feel like she has probably a whole load of mobile phones around that are just not, you know, yeah, yeah, burner phones or whatever. She, she has <laughs> she has probably more than one phone. So I would imagine a, a yeah. few burner phones, yes. her leather jacket, which she was wearing over over normal decent clothes that she wore during the play. Yes. You know, so see, yes, so, probably not her normal style of clothes. No, right? but with a leather leather jacket on top of that, um, and and probably her her pendant or whatnot. No, she would have kept the pendant on. Oh, excellent. Um, when when you come out, it's very strange. You feel yourself wet, and you see Janice also. They're wet, but all, some of the drops are like black. But they're not like ink. They're different. But soon, Genesis just washes his face. And you start seeing his clothes start to like shrivel and rip as he's out, as he's getting out. And yours as well. 
outside the, the, the landing, because there's a little stairs, uh, there you see a girl. You know her. Uh, you have seen her in the past. Her name is Evelina. Um, you have you have met Evelina in multiple occasions. You are aware that she is uh, Janice's ghoul. She is, but not quite. Like Janice's, it's not Janice's ghoul. It's Janice's um, right hand assistant lady girl. She is about 18 years old, you know. Okay. Uh, she looks much younger than that. Uh, a petite frame, but you 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 know that she's about eighteen, and she's waiting outside with some big towels. So sorry to be clear, am I naked? You're slowly getting naked as your as the clothes fall okay. off of you. Because <laughs> this was a piece of the this was a piece of the ritual that you had to convey, right? It's <laughs> so true. Just, just to be clear. Yes, right. yes. Okay. He did not mention potential nudity at any point. No. So Janice, Janice will just stand up and and just walk away, and you will see that the clothes that are f like completely fall off of his body, uh, they they disintegrate, they dissolve in the water. Okay. But okay. he walks up the stairs and Evelina hands him a towel and he takes it. He dries himself and wraps it around his waist. And there is a pile of clothes right there. So you see him starts getting dressed. You know, he's starting putting a, a shirt, you know, a bit, very loose, you know, hippie-like shirt and all of that. Um, and then Evelina opens the towel for you so you can come up the landing. You realize that your necklace is not on your neck, so you start looking on the bottom until you find it. So that the string okay. yep. dissolved, but the the the, the sea glass the is there. Stone is okay. The stone is there. So you will need a a replacement little you know string. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm I'm obviously not expecting any of this, <laughs> so uh, I will um. I think so. I think she she will be she, uh, she will be shocked by this in the first instance. So th there will be a delay mm -hmm. between her getting out of the water and her her going to get this towel. Mm -hmm. She will do, you know, to wrap around herself. Yeah. Um. But but not until she's got the the stone. Yeah. Um. So then so then is Janus standing there, or is he just he's walked off into the house? Well, he's probably no, he'll be, Yeah, he's he's putting on some clothes, and then he'll okay. wait for you on the on the bank. <laughs> I don't have any spare clothes. Oh, Evelina has a pile no, of oh, clothes. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, so I, I will, I probably will get dressed in, um, without really saying anything, actually. Um, and I'll collect whatever I put at the side of the, uh, of the river. I'll collect those things. Okay. So you walk out. Um, Evelina hands like opens the towel and wraps you with it, so you can dry yourself. Uh, she will provide a very, uh, a, a big loose shirt. And, and some loose trousers, you know, natural fabrics and all of that. You will have your, your leather jacket. There will be some flip-flops for you to wear and, and, and your belongings. So, so Actually, I'll, your belongings are not where you left them. They are in a small, in a small uh, satchel. And you would know oh, that they were... Collected. Yeah, um, you, you would know that Evelina, when she sees clothes by the end, like by the entrance of that landing and Janos is not in the house, she knows where he's sleeping. And if he sees a second pair of clothing and other stuff and recognizes your jacket because you're a friend of Janice, he goes like, oh, okay, that's, this is a, a two-for-one de oh, two deal tonight. Okay. So, so whenever we've 
got all of our stuff together whenever I've, i have some clothes on of whatever whatever <laughs> variety um i'll i'll say to Janus. well that was weird does that always happen because if it does you might have said no it does not always happen it is, as I said to you before, a matter of faith. No, Yours no, was not, tested. Not, not that, the clothes. Does the clothes thing always happen? What matter clothes to a god, Nan Giselle? So, or, so what happened? What happened last what night? Happened? You bathed in the water and Kostroma protected you from the hatred of the sun. But, but that didn't make me a god. No, nor did I suggest that you are. Merely that gods care little for what you wear. But you didn't say that that was what was going to happen. That was that was that was my best Depeche Mode T-shirt, and now it's gone. I assume. I assume it's not coming back nowhere. I'll shake my head. Tell me, Nandazel, is that the most important thing that you have experienced? Your T-shirt. No, that no. is the thing you cling to in this moment. No, it's not. It's not that. It's just. I. I. I just. I wasn't expecting it at all. No. No one. Even. Even going in in the river. I wasn't expecting to walk out stark bollock naked, was I? It was just a bit of a shock, at all. Hmm. Were you expecting to walk out at all? I don't know. Hmm. I, 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 I made that decision in that moment. Yes. So I, I didn't, I didn't think it was. Uh, well, well, no, I didn't think I was going to die. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Hmm. You. He obviously knows about this in a way why he doesn't. Yeah. He has taken... Well, I didn't, I, I'm sorry. Go on. I, I didn't think it would work. I, I mean, I don't mean I... I don't mean I... I mean, I didn't... I didn't think it would be... I'd be able to go in the wa water. But I you did. Have. And now perhaps you see that things are not always as as you have been led to expect. But now I'm different than I was. Yes. Yes. Do you have a sense of how you're different? 
you do feel different. You feel replenished. As coincidentally, you will recover all of you, like, you know, willpower as the beginning of a session. But regardless, <laughs> um, it was uh, all the river, man. It was all the river. <laughs> it was all the river all along. Uh, you feel refreshed, replenished. You feel say, you feel yourself. I'll say, um, I do. I do feel different. I mean, it's, it's one thing to feel what energized or like more myself. Like I, like I've got some of myself back, but it's not just that. It's a like, like it feels like the path has changed, right? Like, like a a path what wasn't open to me yesterday is now more than one. We don't know yeah. which is the way to walk. We don't know which one. It's uh, everything you said was right. Every everything what you said would happen happened. Hmm. A bus from one of many Nanja cells falling. Look at the phone. Matilda. That's, um, that's Matilda. Um, I don't, I, I should probably reply, but this is more important. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's more important. It's, um, it's a different life. Yes, very different. And one that you do not have to rush into, Mandazelle. You have taken a very important first step. But you must move at your own pace. Will you teach me then? Yes, if that is what you want. It is. Hmm. So he'll turn to Evelina and say, we must set aside a room for Nanjazal. She is to be part of the family now. And you see Evelina smile. part of the family anyway. Sorry? I thought I was part of the family anyway. And say, of course. I'll say, but now you're intending to make a different life. And right. I'm offering you a space here if you wish to make it with us. And Evelina approaches you like with a smile, and you know holds your hand and says, "Like, don't worry, we'll be sisters, and you'll help." I ain't me. worried. What do you mean I'll help you? Well, with stuff. What stuff? Life. We'll help you. You'll help us. That's what families do. All right. She Good. goes with a, 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 a smile. A big, big smile. She's super happy. I will, I will at some point, I'll go, I'll go with her, but I will at some point respond to Matilda's text mm -hmm. or so message. What did Matilda's message say? Um, uh, morning, Carl gone to see sister. Are you two um, heading to teach? Uh, I will, I'll write back and say, oh, is his sister here? Good. Mm. Um, 
then I'll then I'll then I'll think better of it and put in brackets, is she alive? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> is what, what? Uh, is she alive? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh but then I'll say um uh uh yeah I will say um just uh just meeting with with Janus now uh we'll head we'll head, we're heading to teach um what, what are you up to question question mark all right oh I'll say she's alive and with the sort of jazz hands emoji um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll back, back what do the hands mean <laughs> uh good <laughs> it's good um I'll say um I'm heading uh, back to my place if you need me, Ring. Uh, okay. Well, no, no, I will deliver said information to Janus. So Janus, after a pause, will say, um, what do you think about Matilda now that she has been in this coterie for a little while? Well, she's a kiddo, ain't she? She's a, a she's what? She's a kiddo. A child. Ah, Yes. But what do you make of her? What kind of child do you consider her to be? Can't say I've given it that much thought. I mean, she helped me when she didn't have no need to. Mm. I'm grateful to her for that. But if you mean how does she think about things, I think she's she's got a way what she thinks the world should work and she don't like it when it ain't that way. Hmm. I don't know that the way she thinks the world should work and the way I think the world should work is the same. Hmm. That don't necessarily matter, does it? Well, I suppose we will find out. Why? You think she's um you think she's got some something spiritual in her? I'm undecided. I just don't yet see how she fits. But I intend to find out. All right. Well, let me know if you need to hand. Well, if you observe anything. We obviously have known each other for some time, and Carl has a role to play. I can see that very clearly. But Matilda is an unknown quantity, it seems to me. I would value your thoughts and your your eye on the matter. All right. Well, do you, uh, wait, wait. Do you want me to tailor? Mm, I will leave that to your discretion. I'm not I'm right. worried about her. It's more a... Uh, oh, but you said if I see anything. Well, how am I going to do that if I'm not following her? You should do whatever you see fit, Nandazal. All right. I'm sure it will take you to the right place. All right, well, I will do it. I'll let you know what I find. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to go see Teach? Ah, uh, yes, yes, we should do that. And uh... I'm going to text Carl, see if he's all right, because apparently Christine's back and she's not dead, so, you know, double win. Right? <laughs> um, so that this is a, a great segue. Um, Carl receives a text as he's stepping off of the taxi with his sister in Ashton Court. Okay, well... And um, you, you are, like, greeted by someone who says, yes, yes, step in. 
Um, I'll just glance at my phone and quickly I'll send um, uh, I'll send Nanj. Uh, the meme that I put in our chat is basically of Gene Wilder going, She's alive! <laughs> She's alive, okay, that's a good one. I'll say, um, I'll say, do you need any help? That's what my message will say. I'll say, uh, um, I'll text back, uh, not at the moment, uh, at Ashton Court, last thing you need to do is cross any more rivers. And, um, Shut up. <laughs> I'm not and, going to Ashton Court. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I'll say, uh, um, tell me how it goes with Teach. And um, oh, actually, and I'll... I'll reply and say, actually, it's fine now. I can go in the river. It's all right. So um, we won't have any issues. I'll just go back and forth as much as I need. Okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll just. Um reply with one of my very own emojis which is just an arched eyebrow um okay <laughs> and i'll, I'll say um, and i'll say to christine i'm terribly sorry dear sister there is some business to be attended to here as well and now let us go and see the primogen uh, sh sh sure and you walk into ashton court um and you will notify one of the valets that you are seeking Friedrich, who you would assume he's around, especially because he's, he lives like right here across the bridge, you know? Um, well, not even across the bridge, on this side. He lives on this side of, uh, of, the, of the bridge in Anarch yeah. territory, even mm -hmm. though he is the Camarilla Primogen of the Torador. He just doesn't care. Uh, well, no, he was given that house by roger the anarch baron oh okay he's descendant um, from that bloodline so anyway i i shall um oh, we've obviously rung ahead uh or at least texted ahead so um yes. with any luck um friedrich will be available at some point yes he will actually see you quite shortly because not a lot of people are showing up this early in the evening mm. oh, <sighs> carl friedrich may i introduce my sister. She is my twin, as you may be able to tell. Um, pleasure to meet you. And she mm. just very, you know, politely, Primogen. Mm. Um, yes. Um, so we have some news. Um, at the very end of the evening last night, um, we received a message from a, a few. Of, of our number who were on their way here uh, bath uh, yate so they're they're looking for the safety of bristol and uh of course they they try to observe uh, the tradition of the main by sending word ahead of themselves um we had we had to deal with some of those um since we got random people that worked in a service station showing up delivering a message and then needing to have you know their memories fixed but um oh, yes. tough times demand for tough courses of action yes indeed they do um my sister has is herself a refugee from london although not fully kindred she is a ghoul of david of our clan so Although perhaps slightly distaff, I can I'll slightly sneer at Christine at this point. Um, 
she is uh, worthy of succor and uh, refuge, I would say. Oh. I felt that as she... I'm speaking for you, Christine, but perhaps it's best that I do so. Um, as, uh, as she felt that she would like to go to Paris, so I was on my way. I was dropping her off here to use your excellent Wi-Fi um, and, um, and safety. Uh, then I was uh, going to see our Autarkis friends to perhaps organize an alternative identity so that she might be able to flee the country. Well, she is both your blood and, um, and a ghoul of your family, so I will let you deal with whatever is needed for her in, in whatever manner you see fit. Um, Thank you. Yes, Toreador blood does run through her veins. Indeed. So, yes, um, there is one thing, though. Mm -hmm. Until further notice, we should refrain to from from maintaining communications electronically ah. that might compromise anything. Right. It seems that part of the reason the attack was so successful is because whomever perpetrated it had complete access to files and files of conversations, locations, mobile locations, data. They, they use a lot of information technology on this one. Well, um, this may be slightly difficult in that, that case for Christine, who is in charge of my family's finances as all of these happen online. Is that not so, sister? Yeah. Yes, that's why I was asking for a place to work so I could do the necessary arrangements over over the phone. She is, uh, well, as you know, I am of few means, and this is because, in part, my sister got the money and I got the blood. You see her However, wanting to reply to that, but she knows her place in front of a permission. This is why I'm talking like this, to be honest, because I know she can't open her mouth. <laughs> um, I'll say, um, and as much as uh, it might be nice in my own life to have a few more funds, I would still be loath to see her ruined and made penniless, though that may be humorous for a few nights. I feel that my family deserves uh, its heritage, its art particularly for that is very valuable too very well um christine given that you are the one the keeper of the finances of your family and uh, your former dormitory you would be extended the grace of the toreador clan you will not be treated as a simple ghoul for your for the remainder of your stay. And um, our resources will be somewhat at your disposal. I cannot speak in broad terms, but in terms to Carl, I did owe you one. Yes, you did. And this indeed is that one, dear fellow. Excellent. There is also the um, rather humorous point 
of blood. She is, as you say, David's ghoul, and yet David, we think, is dead. When was the last... When was the... When did you feed last? And Christine turns a, a week ago, sire. Hmm, very well. It'll be some time before you need blood again. I can make arrangements for her to be here for up to an, another month. You are most kind. And, and she, she think on this, think on this, dear sister. In order for you to remain a ghoul, you need blood of our family. And I am the nearest blood of our family that there is. She says, and what about safety? So some of us were being chased, even ghouls. Friedrich, will she be safe here? This is Elysium, after all. She will be safe here, but she cannot remain if you leave. She can be your companion, as a ghoul can be a companion of their dormitory. And as okay. I said, she's been extended the, the protection of the Torador within areas that are our clans or Elysium, but for protection inside the city, I would recommend that either you take care of her or you secure the means of her being safe. For the moment then, Christine, it seems that we are, once again, as we were in childhood, joined at the hip. How joyous that is as a prospect. Now, let us um, make our way to the waterfront. I shall um, attempt to get a message. Do you have a... Uh, Oh my goodness, a landline here, Friedrich? Oh yeah, abs absolutely. We can arrange that. Who, who do you need to get right. in touch with? Um, with the with the Otakis, so that I can arrange the uh, alternative identity for for Christine here. Uh, teaches in the other room with Nathan. teaches here. Yeah, yes, excellent. The the three leaders of the factions are here. Uh, would you like me mm. to? arrange a short conversation with him tonight i would be most pleased however two other members of my coterie should be here shortly to see him as well so it may be best that we see him together uh will do um i will let him know that you wish to speak to him uh privately as well as jointly with your coterie and i think we were going to call uh, the coteries to meet so it's convenient to have at least some representatives of each well, I will, uh, I will f find some internet for Christine to start sorting out our finances. We will be here um, awaiting Teach when he is available for us. Excellent. Thank you. And I'll uh, turn to Christine and I shall say, Hmm, are you my goods and chattels now or are we still equals? It is hard to say, is it not? I will be here before a month is done. No need to feed me the blood. Good. And she just goes to a corner, sits down, and waits like when, until someone gives her like a landline, and she takes like a 
a, a little filter and you see her connect like an old thing. She's doing a setup. She's your sister has never been super techie, but she knows all the tech she needs to handle in order mm -hmm. to find a secure connection, firewall it, and then start trading because she deals with like very sensitive data that could potentially make thousands or, or hundreds of thousands of, of euros and, and pounds. So I admire that as well, because obviously there is an art and there is a beauty in numbers, particularly as they flow into uh, my family's bank account. Yes, yes. But you do you do see her being as determined as ever. And that is something that you know that that is her trait. She's very focus very resolute and yeah. as you message the rest of your coterie and she's sitting there in the floor with a laptop in front of her and a tablet and her phone and you know she puts a little earpiece sorry for her hands-free device and she's starting to set up her mini trading post you walk around the entrance gardens of ashton court sending text messages to your coterie in the scene be what? very beautifully planted forget-me-nots right there next to where she is i will bend down and smell them and just think to myself how lovely just not quite as lovely as a rose matilda you have been sending and receiving all of these messages and uh and conversations and um you get on the on the gang chat mm. uh, a message sorry yeah no it's okay uh you start getting the messages uh so where to where do we meet back uh, in mind no no thank you you know you just see <laughs> put the house emoji and just put my house my flat you put your flat yeah okay. my flat Okay, so you will have the gang show up, the full the full gang. Yeah. And it's going to be well the first ones okay. to arrive are going to be um Squid and uh, and Murray. So again, uh, Murray. Uh, well, let me do some descriptions. I've been, I've been scolded by a, a few disaster ghouls saying that I need to do or repeat descriptions for people that I, even if they have shown previously because they want to have the the details in case they want to do fan art. So I apologize for that. Uh, Murray is a man, a man of of African descent. Uh, very striking uh, features. Um, he he is african descent but he he is british born um he is in his mid 20s um he is not particularly big or robust he seems to keep fit and work out uh and he has a, a very nice pleasant voice that he rarely likes to use because he also for some reason he's always grumpy and um, squid doesn't look anything like a squid, if you were wondering. Squid is a... He, he looks like a, a kid in his 
late teens, probably 18, 19. Um, but it, it's difficult to tell because of his, uh, his, his skin is not necessarily like he, he, he feels young, but his skin is, his skin's wrinkled in the, at, at the face. Um, Matilda knows that he, he prefers to shave his head instead of having the bold, the, the, you know, the patchy bold patterns that usually grow. So he shaves his head clean every night. Uh, and he has a wrinkly, very wrinkly face uh, with warts that are prevalent in his face and neck. And you can see them in, the, in his hands. It's kind of, it's not as repulsive to look at as other Nosferatu, but it's probably because he's on the young end of the expect, uh, of the spectrum. Um, and not too long after that, you will have uh, Mitchell and Ruby arrive, you know, holding hands. Ruby is a, a pretty young girl, um, well, a, a pretty and young girl, uh, she must be also in her in her mid twenties. Uh, Mitchell does look to be in his mid thirties, and um, she is uh, white uh, with pale blue eyes and uh, strawberry blonde hair, while Mitchell has uh, brown eyes and, and brown hair and a and a, beard, a sort of like a beer stubble. Um, he has a slightly crooked nose, one that has been broken too many times in fistfights um and they are they're there they arrive holding hands yeah. it's like okay um so fight them all in i'll tell them um you move the move the books and ignore the popcorn um, Pop what the fuck it's yeah no don't don't ask it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, so murray sits down and says well so what's going on because so, someone someone told me you were in Ashton Court last night. Yeah, we um, we well, you know London's fallen. Yep. Um, and the the heads of all the factions have asked us all the multi-faction coteries to take in Camarilla refugees. You're you're taking yeah. one. It might not all be Camarilla, but majority was london so majority of them are um Ooh. yeah they expect about two dozen of them wow yeah it's not great um i don't know i mean what are you hearing about it squid turns and says well um <clears throat> i've heard <clears throat> um adri adri told me that she she heard that uh, teach was was trying to, to figure out how many people were there. I think he's going to cash in a lot of boons. It sounds like they are. I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be chaos for a while, but then the more boons the Autarchus cash in, the less they have it on hand for the future. So that's something. Yeah, but they will, they will cash in <clears throat> boons with the other factions. And gain yeah. and gain a ton with the Camarilla. So they it's never nice. they never lose. They are they are like the casino. The house never lose. 
And Murray turns. Sorry, and Murray turns and like, well, you should know. Your your joint accounts with the autarchy. He's like, shut up. <clears throat> Audrey and I love each other. Yeah, no, I'm not putting that into question, but I mean, it helps when your girlfriend is loaded, right? <laughs> I leave him be. I mean, and, the other yeah. thing about Mitchell throws lose. some popcorn that he found Murray's way. <laughs> Oi, stop it. Hmm. Have some manners. Um, the other thing is. We're in a bit of a position where, really, we lose either way. They've given us these um, refugees, and if everything goes wrong, then the, our kind of coteries are responsible for that. But if everything goes right and we settle the Camarilla refugees, then we've got a fucking load of Camarilla here. So it's Ruby is the one that's like, so, 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 so how do how we... How exactly is your coterie going to deal with? So you're you're going to be sort of like a safe house for the time being, or are you supposed really to help them settle? The I don't want to help them settle. I don't think we should. I mean, I'm happy. How many? I think we should support. I think we should help them when they come in, but get them out as quickly as possible. One of my coterie members wanted to put them in a box, which is um, a great idea, if you ask me, says Murray. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't tell her that. Don't encourage her. Um, no, the quicker, the quicker we handle it, the quicker we can push for them to resettle elsewhere, the better it is, I think. Um, but we just got to keep an eye on the council and the representatives to make sure that they're they're doing something. They're putting pressure on the Camilla because otherwise. We're gonna we're staring down the barrel of Mitchell 24. turns and like Oi Talking about the council. Yeah. So you're you're gonna make a run for it? Murray told me that you'd talk about it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe? <laughs> Ruby maybe. said that you would be amazing, Matilda. Also, you would increase all of our lifestyle. Yeah, no, is this just you wanting to have someone on the camera on the council then? It's just me. No. We 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 want the person that is currently there out. I don't care if she's tore or she's she's not good. She's not doing great. We could just keep an eye on what she's like for the next week or so. For if she doesn't do a particularly good job of dealing with this catastrophe, then there's perhaps room for her to be ousted. But I don't know. Yeah, but she's she's see. politically safe. This doesn't touch her. It touches you. So you you make the most of it. Yeah. yeah. Ruby's right. We should help you and if you should 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 need any help, we can we can help you. I mean, not the Camarilla, but if you need help with the Camarilla, help you. It's like Murray to, looks at him so What the hell, Squid? Makes sense. <laughs> Mitchell says, like, "Hey, oi, oi, oi. Don't bully but him." If he's right. Even if they're Camarilla, if this helps Matilda start making a name for herself. I mean, Ruby started already thinking about this science for your, like, campaign posters and shit. Have you got the mess? <laughs> oh, well. Their election's not in for another six years. So. It's fine. It's ages away anyway. <laughs> um, but, but if you, um, 
I might ask for a hand if I need it, but I won't. Don't want to put any of you in any kind of risk or danger. Okay. But well, if you're happy to help, then. Ruby gets them. You hear a buzzing. It's a Ruby's phone. Mm-hmm. She checks it, and Mitchell looks over her shoulder, and she just hangs up. But immediately, you know, as you continue the conversation, it comes again, and Mitchell just says, "Go on, pick it up." And she excuses herself, stands up, and goes. Okay. Does she look worried? Immediately after she spends like a half a minute in conversation. Um, she comes back and says, and, and, and Mitchell actually goes to her. And they speak in a low voice. You know, you see, you see him do what he always, what he always does. He grabs her face, calms her down, gives her a gentle kiss, listens to what she has to say. And then comes back and helps her sit down and. I would have been chatting to the other two and trying not to yeah. try to give them their space. Uh, Mitchell comes back and says, <clears throat> "Some of the, some of the Camarilla have already started to arrive. Where? Um, different places, but they're being taken to. To. Ashton Court. To meet with Teach and." Roger and uh, the prince, the, the Nathaniel. But Ruby, okay. No, she isn't. Um, someone was found dead. Who? Um, it's a, it's a fellow torador of hers, but it's, it was, and she says like, and now you can see blood tears in her eyes. He was he was my 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 teacher and and my friend. And you, when she when she says that, Matilda realizes that this is a person she clearly cares about because Ruby is is that painter friend that you know drew that beautiful picture of the lighthouse in the. In the notebook that you gave Elliot for her, for his daughter. And you know that the connections, like the Camarilla is very strong. Sorry, and the, and the, the Toreador clan is very strongly mm. connected amongst themselves, regardless of faction. And this is um, someone who, who is a Toreador as well. But on our parties, you have heard of them. Their name was Gareth Davis. And they are sort of siblings. Uh Uh, They are uh, a sibling of James Harris, who happens to be the cartographer. Mm. And when I say siblings, it's because both James Harris and Gareth Davis are both Toreador Autarchis, children of Susanna Willoughby, a former okay. Autarchis. Oh, hello. Um, I recognize that. Uh, you okay, recognize that I'll, I do. <laughs> um, I will. Okay, I'll take Ruby. I'll go up to Ruby. I'll take her by the hands. Um, and then I'll wipe a blood tear away. Um, and I'll say, um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you want to just 
Don't sit down. Yeah, she sits down and says, Why, why would someone behead him? Why? He was... He was a good friend. Did he have any enemies? No, that I know of. I mean... I mean, he was a Torador and an Autarkis. That doesn't matter here in Bristol, does it? It looks like the person who did it was... Was not subtle. Where did it happen? In his haven. Oh. Um, is he part of a coterie? Um, no. He just no. worked with the autarkies. He, he was a designer. And um, he would he would work across mortal and and vampire society. And he also taught classes and um he, he okay, and he has okay. this oh my god his boyfriend is going to be so devastated right um who told you maybe <clears throat> sorry um no it's okay it's okay Wallace Wallace just she just called me and and filled me in and you would know what right. <clears throat> Turner is uh he's another torador uh he okay. he tends to be one of the organizers of events for the clan for the anarchs right okay um so matilda's not gonna ask ruby any more questions she'll just let her sort of sit there and she'll um sort of look at mitchell and just say um, will you, will you take care yeah, of her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, th I think I'm going to go and try and find out a bit more about this. Um, you're welcome. You're all welcome to stay here. Just, you know, where the key is, just lock up. Mitch said, no, no, it's okay. Um, Rui and I will go back to ours. Right. And, uh, and Squid says, like, why? I'll I'll talk to Adri, so I'll, yeah. I'm going to meet her. Mori turns around. You want to ride? Yeah, sure. And uh, they they start making plans. Um, just when everybody's yeah. leaving and everybody, you know, they give you the hug. Like Ruby gives you the the the, the, yeah. the, the farewell hug. Mori approaches you and say. Keep us informed. Yeah, of course. Like of the, course. La the last time something like this happened with no apparent cause, because if it's true that this guy didn't have any enemies, then this might be the beginning of another shadow war. We don't want that. Yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. I know you will. And he just, you know, gives you like a little nudge on the chin. See you around, Let's girl. Push him out. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Nangisel and Janus are dry and clothed. Although for Nangisel's taste, this is way too organic. Let's call it. Okay. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> so. So we, so we, I think, we, sorry, we're going to see Teach. We're going to see Teach, aren't we? Yes. You will yes. arrive. But before we but, do, yes, before you before do, you have we go, a chance to have a chat or whatever. I will, I will take, uh, I'll go back to the river where we obviously slept um, with Nanjazelle. Yep. And just stand and watch the water for a little moment, you know, contemplatively. Uh, and then he will go to the edge of the river and he'll very slowly kind of, go down on one knee, supporting himself on his cane, um, and he will take a little bit of the water in his hand and bring it to his lips and seem to, he'll sort of say something quietly to it, kiss the water, and then kind of return it to the river. And then he'll very slowly get up. And he'll wait a moment. <laughs> is, is it my turn now? When a goddess offers you her protection, it is always wise to say thank you after. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll kneel down. I'll, I'll do my best to copy the, the gesture that, that Janus did, um, in however I saw him do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll stand back up. Yeah, and if, for oh. a second you feel... You feel odd doing this, especially when you grab like a, a little handful, like a little, a little bit of the water in, in in the cup of your hand, and you approach it to your, to your mouth. First, this is a this is a thing you have not done since you have died. You have not yeah. like brought water to your mouth to quench your thirst. This is not how, on life has worked for you. So it's, you felt a little silly because you were gonna talk to the water, but that this has triggered again memories of. But I, I used to be alive, and I used to do this, do this all the time. And sort of, somewhat of a of a muscle memory kicks in, and very naturally you take the water to your lips, and you whisper a thank you, and then you return it, and you feel less silly. Not unsilly, but kind of less. So when she has stood up, I will put a hand on her, sort of grandfatherly hand one might say on her shoulder um, and say to her you did a difficult and brave thing last night and I am proud of you Angelzelle thanks hmm. it was I don't know that I would say it was difficult. Probably making a decision is difficult. Once mm. you make the decision, doing the thing ain't so hard. Yes. You have natural wisdom in you, Nandazel. I think well, it will you're take you far. Bloody person to ever say that, I'll tell you. You're um, you're Evelina. Hmm. 
she she uh she showed me some somewhere nice is that is that where where i stay now it's... or i just live where i normally live and come here every now and then like i always used to you are your own person and and i would not try and tame you but when you come here when you wish to be here that is your place that is a place that is set aside for you and no one else and you're always welcome can i change what it looks like yes but it must be done respectfully i will explain a little more but in the future but this house you see is not simply a house it is more than that it is something we are restoring together it has a long history and it is important things are done in the right way lest lest those who are disturbed are further disturbed all right sorry this is all uh it's all quite a, a lot to take in. Yes. Yes. It, it reminds me of a lot of things. Hmm. I, um. I don't know. I, I, um. I need to. I need to think about it. Pull, pull yes. my thoughts together or something. Yes, it is worth taking your time to do so. You may see or hear things or experience things a little differently now you have slept in the presence of the gods. And then he will make his slow way off to, to see Teach, I guess. Yep. So I will, I'll stand looking out at the river for a bit longer. Something like silent contemplation. I can catch him up, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can definitely yeah. catch up. The, the river is there. It's not. Yeah. It's not saying anything back to you. It's not. Like, it's sort of like that magic has faded, and it's now another part of another feature of Genesis Haven and Domain. But I'm enjoying the silence. Yes. Or at least the sound of just the water. Yeah. Because I said. A recollection that I have from a long time ago that I haven't that I haven't experienced. But after after a you know, short short while, I'll follow him. Yeah, yeah not difficult. Yeah, not difficult to catch up to the old man with a cane walking around. Um, you get to where he is, and um, you get a, a. Are you being taken by cab or something? I would imagine. Don't, neither of us drive, do we? Probably. <laughs> yes, let's drive. Probably. Then in which case, I'll call Lug and get him to drive. Lug us. will go pick you up and drive the long way around so to, as to avoid as many running water passages there are. I'm ambivalent about this now. I'm going to be fine. If he crosses, yeah. But if he doesn't cross the water, then Bex thinks that's fine. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, 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 by it. Either way, Lug is there. Um, yep. For those of you who watch the embraces, they will recognize Richard 
who had ever ever since then has been answering to the name of Lug for for additional reasons. Um, Lug does tell you, you know, he he did what you told him uh, when you sent the message last night in the middle of the night. And he made his best to contact this person that you gave the information, which is uh, Christine. Christine. And yeah. he, he is the one who, who went and picked her up and brought her to the city. And she was, uh, you know, walking around town. She arrived after lunch. She's been okay. Uh, but then she has to be left to her own devices. So He did what you asked her. Uh, asking I'll, to. Uh, so. I'll thank him. I'll say, um, well, I expect there's going to be uh, more folks like this coming, given all what's gone on in London. <clears throat> what's so going on in London? He's like completely oblivious. So unless you, uh, I'll you say, uh, fill him in. I'll say, oh, a load of folks have died. And uh, I don't know. People say dramatic things, right? Like London has fallen. It's a film in it. <sighs> Just all I have to say about it is a bunch of people have died, and then what haven't died are leaving. So they're coming here, and we need to keep our eyes out because they're meant to come in, like you know, open and friendly, like. But you and I both know, not everything that comes into this city unseen is friendly. So if you keep your ear to the ground, if you know anything about it, let me know. And don't open any boxes, right, Rich? I never open boxes. Not anymore. Okay. Good call. Didn't go well last time, did it? Uh, regardless, you make your way all the you know, to the to to the Elysium, the city, one of the city Elysiums, which is at Ashton Court, and uh, you will see Carl. Uh, conversing with people, you know, chatting. Um, and uh, the moment you are, you know, with him. Um, well, the first thing I say is, by all the goths, punks, and new romantics, what are you wearing there, Giselle? Oh, my goodness. Look at you. That's disgusting. Oi, shut up. Stop shouting. Everyone hear you. I'm not surprised. I mean, you're shouting just by standing there in silence, for goodness sake. It's a long story, and I ain't telling it to you. All right, That's, all right. It's the uh, least. I, however, um, while I was while I was waiting for um for you to arrive in the in the lengthy doldrums that I had before you came here, I have written you a song to sing. So I'm hoping that uh, you know that you will. You will take this. I, I have some chords here and some and some lyrics, and I um, I get well, you out. You want to see it now? I didn't bring my guitar. Oh, I thought it would be perfect, but I, I get out. I get out some lyrics and I hand them to you, and it's basically to the tune of uh, "London's Calling" by the Clash, obviously, and it goes. Uh, <laughs> It goes, London's falling and our faraway town is dragged to war. Our battle come down. London's falling, uh, fallen and our crew of fools emerges from havens with thin bloods and ghouls. London's fallen, so all join with us. The Capitals Council has bitten the dust. London's calling. The elders all swing from a gibbet, a rope, a hangman's thing. 
The enemy's coming, the foes zooming in, meltdown expected, the blood's growing thin, refugees running, all feeling fear, cause London is fallen. And Nanj crosses the river. I'll say, are you having a laugh? If I read this, I get my head kicked in, won't I? Maybe. It might be something to see after all. I'll, I'll say, well, if you do another play, I might see it at that. Like, well, yes, prof. perhaps we'll have to fictionalise it slightly so we don't break the masquerade, admittedly. <laughs> if I see it here and now, I imagine I imagine some folks won't take too well to it, right? True, But true I enough. can practice and I can play London's Calling on the guitar. I know you can. You play it very well. Thanks. So um, someone needs... Uh, sent by Carl to inform Titch that your other companions have arrived. Uh, Matilda, you were going to to the Elysium as well, or were you going back to? The... Yeah, I think she. Yeah, no, she was heading to Elysium. Oh yeah, you got the the message from from Landersel. Okay, I did. Um, by the time you are uh, sent, you know, into into one of the rooms to talk to Teach, uh, Matilda just got to where you were you mm -hmm. and the full coterie goes in takes like a cell her eyes kind of widen a little bit she doesn't say anything <laughs> she has a very organic She's... trousers and shirt and on top of that she has her leather jacket so she looks like a really big contradiction i'll say changing up my style a bit you haven't got to say nothing about it because carl's already said everything there is to say we have this Sackcloth yeah. is always in style. Not. <laughs> so you are asked inside. And once you go in, um, teach gestures, you know, beckons you to sit. Um, there are some chairs and a, and a desk. Uh, he, his eyes stay like go from one to one, but they stay a little longer on Nanjasel. Like they I look, look, look like look, I'm like daring him to say something. Top, like all the way, like from top to bottom. And he says nothing, he, nothing. And he moves, you know, he continues his, his gate, you know, driving his gaze across the rest. Right. Um, good that you come here first. Um, smart of you to, to show up early, Carl, because now you get first dibs. Sadly, there is not too much to make dibs of. Understood. Well, that's good, isn't it? Mm. I mean, if they're not all coming here, that's a smaller problem, isn't it? Yeah. Look, anyone who could have been a, a known troublemaker or potentially dangerous folk, I'm of a mind of giving them to the South Meat Coterie. They tend to be well prepared for trouble. And Demetrios is more than capable of handling some wayward Understood. people. Well, we have to take in my sister as it is. So perhaps that could be taken into account slightly. Who's your sister? My sister's waiting outside. She looks quite like me. We're twins, not identical, you understand. But the family resemblance is there. Um, she is a ghoul, but uh, has been given ref the refuge of the city by... I'm Friedrich. Well, that's 
that's a Toreador thing. You're right. She will. She will be shown the respect a ghoul and a Toreador can have. You know, no one's going to mess with her and no one's going to feed from her. Are you happy with good, that? Good, good. good. Uh, yes, excellent. Uh, um, the feeding would be good. But, I mean, as you say, the respect of a Toreador, uh, no need for that particularly. Um, however, uh, I do have a, a favor to ask you and uh, understand that I will uh, be in your debt she wishes to travel as soon as possible to Paris, and I know that you are the person to talk to as regards alternative identities and passports. And I was hoping that you could um, grease the wheels slightly yeah. and uh, get that started. As I say, I will be in your debt. Or Does she speak she any French? Be. She speaks perfect French. Excellent. So it's not going to be a problem. Um, it'll be... It'll be a minor boom because this is something that is going to be transient and it's just for a ghoul. So if things go wrong, I don't expect any repercussions. Um, I will... I bow to um, teach and say, you are too kind. Caroline will set you up. Don't worry. I expect to cash it in almost immediately. So Excellent. I have a group of people here. Um, it's not ideal, but I've been trying to separate the very few that we have gotten. Um, you probably have not heard from any of them. It, one is this Malkavian girl, Annie. Nice girl. Not a problem. Uh, the other one is uh, a Ventrue lass, a little uptight. Or an ale? Oi. <laughs> Present company, I'm accepted, yes. Um, Not my, I didn't mean her, did I? Obviously. Teach does, does laugh at that, it's like, well, I didn't want to say it, you know, respecting. Mm. Um... There is a a very odd fellow. He's a gangrel, but doesn't look like much like one. Um, but he looks human. You're saying he he's not what you would expect from a gangrel. Hmm. And there is there is a Tremere. How many, how many of them do you want us to take? That's the bunch I want you to take. That's the bunch you oh, want us to take. That's four, isn't it? Four. That's four, four. and <laughs> There are no others we can take instead. Yeah. There is a Bruya that was a hound. Um, deeply religious one. Let's have him then. It's a her, and she Where? is. I don't think she would look. She would see eye to eye with with my my boy Janus here. Do you think that the Tremere will see eye to eye with me? Either. Why wouldn't they? The Bruja mm. might be entertaining. Theological debate is always good for the soul. Well, I'm True. religious. 
You are. You know what the ministry's like. It embraces all religions. Mm, true. I'm sure I can handle it. Hmm. We well, of course, I will, be, I will be ruled by you, Teach, personally. The others may um, choose differently. But if you are to cash in this boon, listen, I will do what I can. Listen, this gangrel fellow, he's well-educated. Oh, good. And this, this ventral lass is well-behaved. And this, this Tremere guy, don't know much about him, but he never got into any trouble. No, no records of him getting into trouble. And the, uh, the Malkavian girl is quite tame. I put together this group of people because I don't expect any trouble from them. Just I don't expect no. any trouble from you. The bunch I expect to be troublesome, I'm giving them to the people who can put them in torpor faster than the blink of an eye. See, I told you we should have put them all in a box. None of you agree with me. Well, we're putting a couple in a box. Good. Good. That sounds sensible to me. That's what I thought too. But it's being done in a person-by-person -person basis, if you will. But if any of these kick off, we can put them back in a box, right? Yeah, as long as you can... If they breach their hosp your hospitality. Carl's eyes are going uh, slightly misty at the moment as he remembers a ventriloquist act that he used to do. Back in the box. Get back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, is Teach being... Can we get the sense that he's being on the level? Is he you... being like... Well, he can, he is usually, he's first and foremost a businessman. Yeah. So, if you feel that this deal, like, when, when you say on the level, is he's not thinking about this politically. He's thinking about yeah. it commercially and in practical terms. Mm. Okay. If he is saying, these are the group of people that I want you to keep... And, and you have heard Carl say, you know, he just gave Carl sort of like a discounted boon yeah. beforehand, entering, like before entering the negotiations. So Carl is like, yeah, I'm happy with your four if you are happy to sort my sister. Yeah. And then at the end, no one owes nothing. I get what I want. Yeah. You get what I want. Seems amicable. And you actually, um, one thing, one thing that, uh, if you'll allow it, mm -hmm. um, Carl, Carl's eyes really do go misty, and um, he attempts to have a premonition about this motley crew that is arriving Ooh. to see if any of them might be trouble or anything, or whether he'll get it, whether he can have a, a little vision that might help them when these people arrive. Sure thing. Um, roll. So that is aspect. So I think that is resolve, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So what I believe sorry? Is, is uh, premonition is resolve plus aspects. So resolve plus aspects. Yes. I don't think I have it set up as a thing, but I think uh, I, I think, think it so, does yes. it automatically. Oh yeah, yeah. You have it in your sheet as premonition in, into powers. The drop down oh, menu. Into powers. Yeah. In the. Uh... Disciplines. I don't know. I, under disciplines, I've just got oh, also, I've just got the regular things there. Powers, okay. Yeah, I've got it. All right. 
go for I might well spend willpower here I guess that 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 can be used to re-roll dice so that's okay not a problem mm -hmm. so yes normal so there's no modifiers are there? uh no so yeah, you have you have three successes which is three out of four I think there's no need to re-roll really is yeah there? three out of five but yes uh it's the, no no need to re-roll also you cannot re-roll hunger dice so you would be only re-rolling one die not not very I ain't spending it. nothing. Excellent. You do sense tension. And uh, and you do sense trouble from like at one specific point from the Malkavian. Or well right. you have visions of this group. Like you, you have not met them, but Carl already can see them in his mind's eye. Uh, and there is this this girl. She looks maybe in her late twenties, um, with with uh, wavy wavy brown hair and in in green eyes. Uh, there, it, it, she goes by Annie. And then you see these, this woman, this very regal woman, uh, in her, in her mid forties, she goes, uh, her, she goes by Laura and she actually helps sort of keep some sort of peace, but there is tension. You feel tension between her and Matilda for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, there is this, this man, Oscar, this Tremere, which which silently is seething with the idea, you know, rage and the idea of having Janice's, you know, near him. But he behaves himself absolutely perfectly. He's spotless. And, and, and you see this man who is, I mean, he looks right out of a badminton club or, or, or better. Um, how do you call it? Um, uh, oh my god the, the 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 game you use that it has a bat but it's not baseball kind of uh, cricket cricket that uh, one <laughs> he looks like a cricket gentleman like a, a, a gentleman cricket player right his name okay. is clarence clarence and he's the gangrel yes and he's very ed well educated and and he and and other than the normal tensions that you would find from some of them you would expect from Annie at some point something being troublesome. Right. I'll but file I mean, this away. She is Malkavian either way. Yeah. As teacher no, saying, yeah. It's not like to be an easy, easy passage. No. All right. Yeah. No, no. I will. I'll be mentioning in this later probably, but obviously not here. So, so Janusz will say... Um, I was under the understanding that we might be taking the odd individual to look after, not a group. Has something changed? Yes. Um, as of tonight, we found out the, the preliminary number of people that are coming and is closer to two dozen. We were expecting to have just a dozen or so, but it, uh, mm. you know how the Camarilla are? They are all Camarilla, are they? 
Uh, well, there, there are only three Anarchs out of the two dozen. Well, are we getting well, any of the Anarchs? What boons are the Camarilla dishing out for this then, Teach? Sorry? What boons are the Camarilla dishing out for this then? Because I feel like well, we're being well, asked to put all these folks up. Yeah. Like we all be getting something back for it. Well, the we are getting boons both from the individual kindred and for from the faction. So well. your your part here is to keep those four in the time being. Well, wait a moment, please, Teach. You've just explained how you use the word we, but it seems to me that you are the one who will be getting these boons. No. Yet right. we are the ones taking them in. What boons will we be getting for taking so many at a time where such a thing will, will create risk to the masquerade, will when I place say, all of us in danger? When I say we, I include you and your coterie, Yanis. Ah, perhaps oh. you could explain a little more how that will, will work for me. Well, anyone that has boons right now with me, we can talk about cashing those in. So you will be no longer indebted to the autarkies as you were. Easing off a little bit of your debt to my sect. Those of you, you who don't have that problem might gain boons from us that could be transferred to the Camarilla. You have, you can have the Camarilla or the Autarchies owe you. So it's up to you how you want your boon position to end. Carl here is already gaining a couple of things. He's getting a new identity for his sister and... Uh, I guess someone said protection. The mention of a mariner was said when this, the, the appointment was set up. Yes, until until she is out of the city, being a ghoul, she can understood wander the daylight, and I have no ability to protect her then. Oh, well, that will be set up, and in exchange, Carl is helping me with this. We're drawing a neutral here. Anyone wishes to get rid of a boon that they have with us? Well, as you know, Teach, I stand in your debt for a great service that you did to me in the past. If you are saying you wish to, to call in that debt now, then I will, of course, be bound, whatever my personal feelings on the matter, we don't, do so. we don't expect you to keep them for a long period of time, so I would be... Well, it's a period of time. No longer than three weeks. A month at the very longest. Yeah. This I reckon is a I'll temporary take... measure. I reckon I'll take my beans from the camera, look. You'll take your boon from the camera though. Right. That might need some setting up with Hubert. It's alright, Hubert likes me. Yeah. That's odd. He doesn't like very many people. Most people like me. If you say so. So what, I go see him? Get that registered? I'll try to get an appointment 
casting for you and for every other coterie. So, Janus, right. we could cash in partially instead of you having a major boon to me, we'll turn it into a minor since the duration is not long and uh, the f your fitting grounds will not be used. The Camarilla will take care of that and I will be providing a mariner to help with security. Providing the length of time is as you describe, I'm in agreement. Excellent. I will need to be registered as well with Hubert. So that leaves us with our lovely Anarch lady. And, and there's a little bit of venom in that Anarch lady. Mm -hmm. As in, what, is, what are the Anarchs going to do? You, you can feel it oh. from last night that he's not happy with the Anarchs not, not doing shit. I'll take a boon from the Camarilla, if you please teach. Well, I'll pass it on. Can I ask about the other three Annex who've come in from London? Well, one has already made the, made this way to Avonmouth. Um, okay. Where about? I'll ask. I'll ask Matilda. I will say, as you know, Matilda, not all of the Camarilla is as easy around you as I am. And asking the Camarilla for a boon at this point might not go so well for our coterie in general. I think it sounds fine to me. Well, don't intend right. to cash it in immediately. Um, I think it's given what they're asking us to do. Right. I just, I just think the they may refuse outright to give you a boon in it, maybe. If they refuse outright, then I can have a chat with them about it. We ain't got help from them, have we? No one is refusing mm. anything. They will be in our debt. I will get that boon and then transfer it to Matilda. That's what happens when you can't keep your eyes in order, right? Yeah. Which is what's happened to them. So telling you about the Anarchs, Matilda, one is in Avon mouth because he's a guest of mine. Okay. Um, the other two are being taken care of by the Ewood Coterie. They will be taken care of by them. Because that's a, uh, that's a coterie of fledglings and neonates and incompetent people. We don't know why they were put together, but they were put together. So you've given the annex to the coterie in the lowest rung of the ladder? No, I'm giving the anarchs the people that can talk to them and see eye to eye. You see, the Ewood Coterie uh, is surrounded by the largest anarch territories. So the, those anarchs will be closer to their sect mates. That is costing me a lot of boons. Because again, this is not a good group. But gladly, those anarchs are not the rabble rousers. I got a question, Teach. Hmm. Who's sorting out getting these people gone? We're looking after them. Is that also our job? Each sect is getting their people out. All so right. The Camarilla have three weeks to th three to four weeks to get your four guys and gals we, out. The same with just the, give them a place to put their head. Yeah. If they don't. They're taken out of the city. Effective immediately. If they wish to remain past that, 
Cassiel is on the loose. It's, it's, it, Cassiel is set loose. And you all know what that means. Well, it means there ain't no problem no more. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's it for me. If you have any more questions, you can sort of something with Caroline or we can talk later, okay? When is well, this busload of ne'er-do-wells arriving? Uh, two of them already arrived, but I'm rounding them up. Uh, the other two are expected uh, in about an hour or two. So I'll be do getting we meet, to you. I'll, do we meet them here or, or return to? Oh. I, I can send them to your domain together with a mariner that is going to help you patrol your domain. Thank you. Uh, expect Thank them you. Uh, at around midnight. Uh. Are we expecting to be summoned for meetings over the course of the next three weeks? Dash and court to talk. I mean, will there be an open forum to talk about what's going on? It ain't no anarch forum. This is Elysian. It will be open to everybody, especially those people that are in your domain. They might want to interact with other people from their sect. And if Carl is the only camera that they have around, it'll be a little overwhelming for Carl, wouldn't it? I'm sure I can hold my own with a, uh, a large audience. But no, there, we, we don't expect to ask much of any of the interfaction coteries within the next month or so. Everybody's happy with this? Because I have plenty of more things to do tonight. Right, I guess so. Uh, we are content. Excellent. I imagine. I will send someone to talk to you. Caroline will make the arrangements for your sister, Carl. Thank you. I would say that I'm in your debt, but it turns out I'm not. <laughs> Very funny. Now get out. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, as you leave, that's where we're going to call our break. Sorry about that. It's a slightly later, but first and foremost... Uh, news, news, now that the break is coming. Um, there have been new regulations regarding the state of affairs of the pandemic COVID-19 here in the UK with new uh, laws and regulation. I don't know if, if calling it a, a lockdown would be uh, the, the, the correct term, but um, as it happened earlier this year, uh, these new regulations might have impact in our daily lives we're now learning from our previous experiences and trying to avoid any disruption to our stream but just for you to be aware the uk right now and at least for the next month will be having uh, additional restrictions um, due to uh, lockdown and the related pandemic we will keep you posted if things change we don't expect them to change for blood and the severn on our end so just letting you know that um, in other news, this is the last week I fail as a tech ghoul by not bringing you the, the relationship map. So don't worry about it. Next week, we will have an amazing relationship map that will have meat everywhere. And um, either way, you can still check it out. Uh, it's on the ShrekNet files together with our cartographer's map because maps, 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 they are everywhere. <clears throat> um, does anybody have a shout out? No? Okay, I have one. One. 
Um, but I need to ask a question first because someone asked, uh, one of the disaster ghouls asked, uh, Peter, could you please describe what is Genesis? Well, it's not a cult. Friendly set of not people. It's not a cult, right? Not it's a cult. not a cult, is it, Peter? I don't know why the word cults come into your mind. They are a family of like-minded people. Okay, so so what is the symbol that describes? What is the symbol that describes that family-minded people? So they're they're the children of summer, and their symbol is a rising sun over the water. A rising sun over the water with over a willow tree. With a willow tree. Yes, with a willow tree. I would like to point your attention, Peter, to your left. There should be a a long sort of like black with stripes uh, in to, to, to Peter's left, to your real life. I'm there in a horror movie and you'll be like... <laughs> it's right there next to the... Yes, nice. I see, yes. Oh my God, I do see it. Look. Uh, so I obfuscated it for you. You did obfuscate it. Let me. There is a note accompanying it. It's on the bed. That is for you to read. Me, me uh, to read out loud or no, to read? Well, for you, you to read. For you. But that is something that one of our oh, viewers, uh, one of our viewers has sent oh, Peter. Oh. And uh, could you please wow. show it to us and describe it? Wow. Also for the benefit okay. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to... I'm going to take it out. So, this lovely object, I'll hold it up to see if you can see it. Ooh. It is a oh, stake. Wow. It is a willow stake. And it's got a pretty, I'll, I'll hold the symbol up to the camera That's so you can amazing. appreciate it. That's this is, beautiful. this might make me swear because it's fucking amazing. Look at this. <laughs> um, so, it's, and it's beautifully, we have, we've, there was once a stake carved. Yes, um, back Mitch. in the first chronicle by the Mitch, and I've got to say this stake is very smooth, and it's got a handy grip as well, so it doesn't slip when you're sticking it through the heart of your enemies, which is fabulous. It's a very timely gift, actually. Yes, very timely indeed. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm, I'm delighted. <laughs> With the Tremere turning up, yeah. delighted <laughs> to receive that that gift. Thank you very very much. And so, I've read the note, um, and. Obviously, had I known that that was going to result in, in this kind of gift, then I will obviously do that more often. So thank you very much. <laughs> so yeah, Peter has a Janus Children of the Summer, specially yeah. custom-made willow wood. I mean, this is... Steak with the symbol the of really the Children of the Summer. This is the absolute business. We're now thank going you. to go into a 15-minute break. Hello and welcome back for... Part two of this third episode of season one of Blood on the Severn. And uh, we left it where our coterie made arrangements to have the, the four guests they would have to entertain for the next three to four weeks. Uh, they will be delivered to your domain. Arrangements are made, are made. So if the coterie wishes to have a conversation before that happens is going to be around midnight that they're going to be dropped. Uh, so before I would... we mm -hmm. would have left teacher's office, mm -hmm. can Matilda have left let the other three leave before her and just at the door just say, "I'm sorry, 
I'm assuming you've heard about Gareth. Oh, after every like after the yeah. others left. Just yeah, just hold the door open for the other three, and then as she's going out, turn back to Teach and just ask him if he's heard about Gareth. He looks at you. He nods very somberly and says, "So word's gotten out, huh?" Time travels quickly. We don't. We don't like where this is going. Because this happened the very night the first refugees arrived. So. Do you. Do you think they're responsible? There is. I don't want to jump into conclusions. Bad for business. Yeah, I understand. But. Um. It, it could be either one of them or someone who doesn't like the refugees. So we're now looking at everyone who's not Autarkis. No offense. But, Some taken. Well. It's all right. Um, well. Some of your faction is not very happy with a lot of Camarilla coming. This could very well ignite that same sentiment amongst my faction. So that's why I have asked Roger to send me their best investigator and Nathaniel to do the same. So I'm getting the sheriff, the chief mariner, and someone of Roger's trust investigating this. Call it an impromptu multi-faction investigation. Right, well, um, good luck. Yeah. Hope you find them. Well, I hope for their sake that we don't. Because it's going to get oh. bloody. Yeah. So I would imagine that you will ha want to have this conversation in, in your domain. Now, where in your domain? In Genesis Haven or in the HQ? I'm always pro Genesis Haven. <laughs> you're muted. Oh, you're uh... muted. Carl. You are, you are now, uh, yes, but um, obviously Matilda's driving, so it's entirely up to her, I imagine. <laughs> uh, sure. I wouldn't she would ask, so. Yeah, I should yeah. say. Um... Well, I, I would have thought that we need to, we need them to be dropped off at the HQ. They will be, they'll yes. be arriving there rather than at Yanis's. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, let's, let's HQ it. Okay. So you're having a, you're back at the HQ, you're in the, in the upper floor. A big, comfortable living room with a couple of couches and table. Um, and uh, what is it that you would like to discuss in the in the hour or two the, until until midnight? Um, well, I will I will kind of um, open with uh, as everybody's arrived. I will say um, I kick off my flip flops while while we were while we were talking to the lovely Teach. I did have a bijou visionette of our what? guests who will be arriving. You had a what? What? You had another vision, Carl. A little, a little tiny one, yes, of them. Right. And uh, yes, I would say that we, surprisingly, Annie, the um, Malkavian, might. And I'm looking at, I look at uh, Matilda, and I say, Annie. Um, 
is someone that you might find you take exception to. There is possibly some uh, friction that may occur between you and her. The Malkavian? Uh, yes, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm merely telling you what I've seen, and as you know, my visions can be slightly cloudy. However, I thought I should tell you so that you were forewarned and therefore forearmed. I will try and anticipate this. What about the mm -hmm. other people? Well, the other people them? seem to be. Well, I had a I had a vision of cricket when I cricket. saw Clarence. For some reason, I don't know if he is a famous cricketer or. But anyway, no, I would have he, heard he, of him if he was a famous cricketer. Yeah, you probably he would. Watched a lot of cricket. Following. Do you him. mean he was dressed in in white when you saw? Um, him? Yeah, perhaps it was. As I say, it was just. A, it was just that kind of feeling, that kind of heartiness that I had of him. He looked very odd for a gangle, to be honest. Very suave okay. and sophisticated, as opposed to, you know, bestial and generally reprehensible. Um, I thank all our stars that we don't have to put any Nosferatu up, obviously. But um, Oscar, Oscar, our new Tremere friend, Yanis. Let's not get carried away, right? Um, I think, I think Oscar, although I sense him loathing and detesting your every molecule, it seems if we don't push him, we'll behave immaculately, which seems rather extraordinary to me, but that seems to be... Yeah, and what, what reason I has he got to hate, hate you? Yeah. That is a good question. He never met you, I mean. He has not met me, to my knowledge. But Janus will be aware of the Tremere oh, yeah. Shemisk War because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. silent. I, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll say, um, Danik, the one who oversaw my change, he is uh, old indeed and knows from the one that made him. There is old history between our clans. Why a Tremere would dare to think they had the, the right to hate us is an interesting question, for whilst there has been blood shed between both clans in the past, it is they, they, who committed the gravest of crimes and took things that were sacred to us and our blood and twisted and perverted them for their own selfish gain. Interesting. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I, th I, I see it personally as, as, as kind of the, the, the magic circle, um, being a closed shop, you know, stage magicians. And when people like David Blaine turn up, then they get rather annoyed with them. It's that kind of thing, really, isn't it? No, no, not really, Carl. I, I would not compare oh. anything that I do to a stage magician. I find the idea... Oh, offensive. it's all mumbo-jumbo, really, though, isn't it? Do you think the vision that you had is mumbo-jumbo? I, I have no as, idea. I see it as a great gift, and I thank you for sharing it with us. I think. Is there anything else from that? Any other impressions that you had? Any other message that you received? What about the fourth really, one, the Ventrue? I didn't get... No, I didn't get that good a picture of the Ventrue. I was expecting her to be trouble, but I don't. I don't so, know. So, so you are you are saying that the 
this this gangrel, this uh, mm. what was his name? Clarence. Clarence. Ah, Clarence. This mm. gangrel um, is civilized. Seems to be. And that this uh, Annie, I think. Annie, yes, the Malkavian. Is going to be trouble. Maybe. There will be some friction. If I may put on my mystic Meg hat, there may be some friction between Annie and Matilda. I see it in the future in the TV. What sort of friction? What was it? Well, I hope it's not that kind of friction. Thank you, Nange. (laughs) Oh, I meant, I just meant, was it going to be violent? Is what he meant? I don't know. I don't know. How? It is a difficult thing. How clear are your visions normally? They, I mean, do you well, see things happen in scenes in front of you or is it just vibes? It depends. Sometimes I see us standing in a field looking up at the night sky, the stars above us. Us? Specifically us four? Us four, yeah. Has, has happened. It's nice. But, to, to my but in this memory, case, I, I suppose I was, I was guilty of trying to force some sort of sight. And and those visions tend to be weaker than the ones that simply come to me out of the blue. Yes, that makes sense. The power of my blood, I always put it down to, my family's blood. One of my um, forebears was a famed uh, visionary. So, there we go. Speaking of your family, where's your sister? Well, my sister's... Richard uh, picked her up, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, the no, mariner picked her up, didn't he? Yeah, she was. That's what he told me when he was driving us here. Yes, and um, and and Carl will know that from court, well, from sorry, from Elysium, uh, she would be picked by a a mariner autarkis. Well, actually, by by a couple of ghouls from a mariner, and he will be put into into autarkis territory near your haven in the old Vic. But in one of the nearby hotels, she's going to be shown every courtesy, and she will have around the clock both mortal and, well, sort of ghoul and kindred uh, supervision uh, for the duration of her stay while her paperwork is sorted. Well, it's not that she, you know, she's a bit of a workaholic. My only worry is that she might plot against me, obviously. But beyond that, uh, I want to be keeping an eye on her. But she's going out of the city, right? Within as as soon as um, as soon as your friends um, can arrange safe passage and an alternative identity, that is. Well, it depends how comfortable you want to be. But I could get right. You can't put ghouls in, in a another box. box. That just doesn't happen. That kills them, man. Don't do that, it's it's my not... sister. <laughs> it's just a pattern, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. Not... I know what you're saying. But it's not going to work. She's not going to survive the ordeal. So I'd rather you didn't. It seems the matter of your sister has been resolved. It does. It does. I, it's a so weight what? off my mind. Although the sooner she's out of the city, the better just because of, um, well, antipathy, shall we say. Mm. Well, what then are we going to do with the other four? Affairs. Well, yes, four of them. They are a match in number, at least for us. And they mm-hmm. will likely know each other already. They will. They may well attempt to recruit me 
so that it is five against three as our members of the Camarilla. This is something I can see happening. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're all operating the assumption that they like each other. They might not even be particularly. No, that is true. They're free King. to recruit, right? But if they kick off, we're still going to kill them, aren't we? <laughs> then you're going to put them in a box. I understand. I'm not going to put them in a abundantly box. Abundantly clear. I'm going to put them down. Put them down. That's what we're meant to do, right? Why waste uh, well, a box? Torpor if was mentioned rather than Torpor was mentioned rather than final death. To be honest, yeah, they're not I final teach. death in the Nams. Well, it will depend if, on the nature. It depends of their on behavior. what they right. If they're depends breaking hospitality, you don't just let that pass. I believe that Teach is understating the risk of bringing this many into a city that is already full. We will have to be vigilant. But it's not just them that may be at risk. It is us. If they make a mess or fail to observe the rules. The question I have is where are we going to put them? Before boxes become necessary, I mean. Well, there are four, four spaces downstairs here. I think we should keep we could one one. put them in the downstairs, unlock the door, and then wait the four days. Sure, they'll love that. Yeah, that'll be splendid, won't they? Won't it? And um, well, then we're not any you know, uh, I'm not saying don't feed them or whatever. It's easy to do, right? No, Just, if they, they don't go out, they can't cause problems, can they? I do agree that I don't think they should be left unsupervised. I don't think we should just put them in the house and then but if, like... even if we, even if we was rotating that, one of us for them are still a risk to us. Hmm. Well, I'm happy to be the generous and uh, um, pleasant tour guide or something. Why do they need the a tour? Night. They ain't staying. It'll keep them busy. They don't need to be kept busy if they're kept in the room, do they? I don't think they're going to stand for it now. I don't, uh, to be honest, I, I mean, I don't think the walls will stand for it either. They do have a gangrel with them. You just said he's civilised. He's, well, yeah, yes, but, but, you know, so... scratch the surface of one of those hairy beasts and what are you going to get? Look, I agree with Carl. I don't think we should keep them downstairs locked up. I think that's just a recipe for trouble. I think we I think should if we take away them... their... They've already been run out of their city. I think if we take away their liberty even more, they're going to be properly fucked off. No, I think it's the opposite. They are <laughs> in need and we are us? helping them out, right? Mm. So in that being the case, you take the help that's offered. You don't just sit there and say, sorry, it's not good enough that you give me somewhere to stay and free food. I also want the run of the place and no oversight of any kind. That ain't how this works. They're the ones who are in need. I think we're well within our rights to do that. We ain't got no problem then. Yeah, I think it will be wise before we know them to act with caution. We do not know if they have been followed from London. It seems unwise to have them parading about the streets if there are those who know who they are, who are seeking them to finish the job they began in London. Besides, they're Carolyn, well, we right? I have... mean, they're used to being told what to do. We'd still, right. We still have a large uh, collection of costumes and stage makeup. If uh, we want to disguise them in any way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Perhaps might, it might would work. be wise to meet them first. I agree. To, to take advantage of this situation and have them 
when they first arrive, be not allowed to walk the city as they please. And then we, when we are satisfied that they are capable to do so without endangering the city, then perhaps we might do as Carl and Matilda suggest. For me, I'd like to ascertain whether, well, I mean, if there's going to be trouble with the Malkavian, then best get it over and done with earlier rather than later, so I'm not worrying about it. Well, I mean... I reckon there's a problem coming brewing here, right? The least we know about them, the better. We don't ask them questions, we don't tell them stuff about ourselves. Yeah, everybody wins. The more we engage with them and interact with them, the more they find out about us. And if they ain't staying, there ain't no point. Well, they might be good company, though, Nance. You never know. Who cares if they ain't staying? Don't matter none. Meeting people. I, I do so love meeting people. Well, I'm sure, Carl, you will be well able to uh, get to know these visitors. My my object is to keep them entertained for as long as they're with us so that they oh. don't go and do something that we'll all regret. Which they wouldn't do if they was locked up downstairs. I'm saying it again. I know. If they was in a box, that mm. would be fine, but... We're not going to put them in boxes. Them in. I don't understand why well, you don't want to take the most direct route to resolution. Because it's... <laughs> oh my gosh, you're opening up a can of worms. If you put them in a box, everyone's going to ask questions. I when didn't say the put box, them in a can... box. I said lock them up downstairs. They can walk around in that room. We can send the food in. How big is that room? Like four metres by four metres? It's not very Where? big. It's man. a few days. They're dead. They probably right, well, aren't no, give it a. All right, no, I agree. We'll give it a few days. We see what they're like. I think we're going to have to talk to them. We don't necessarily have to give information about themselves. I don't want to give information about myself, but I think we need to ask, talk to them enough to ascertain whether they are agreeable and can we will need. We will need to introduce ourselves such that they know who we are and who holds domain here. But I am more than happy to allow those of you that wish to, to speak to them, especially Oscar. It seems... The vision you have received, Carl, is suggesting that I do not have much to do with him. No, it, it, he behaves impeccably, although I imagine that it is entirely due to your clan that he would loathe every part of you and wish you finally dead. But he will do nothing about it. I imagine that this is because he respects domain we shall see there is no conversation either of you can have with any of them where they won't end up knowing something about you the act of conversation in itself conveys information mm. they may know, or know something of us already particularly myself of course well, you know what do me a favor if you want to go and yap with them don't mention me don't talk about me don't tell them nothing about me mm. Yes. I, will, I will. I will say quite openly, the one the hippies dressed in homespun are off limits. The rest of us, well, we'll have a conversation about that. <clears throat> Don't ask me to go after them if they go running off just because the two of you want to make nice with them. No, we're not going to keep the door it, open. We're not going to be like, oh, on the. If on they the cause, if they cause trouble, it will be our responsibility to deal with it. And I, I will be, and you know we'll end up doing it. You know we'll end up doing it, Jan. It'll be me. 
because that's my skill set. And it will be their mess I'm tidying up. And furthermore, Nange, you will enjoy every second of it, as you always do. Well, that's where you're wrong. Oh. You know what I could be doing if I wasn't chasing after them because you want to be their mates? The I could be putting other people in boxes. Putting people in boxes. It's your new thing, isn't it? It's what not new. To you last I've done night? it for years. What do you mean what happened to me last night? Well, did you go and sleep in a box factory or something? You seem to be very keen on this. Now. No. What makes you say that? Nothing. Just boxes. It will be important that we present a united front it to will them. Be. I think there are some good. preparations I must finish tonight. Ooh. If we are to ensure that our domain is well protected from these uh, guests that we will be having. How long well, do I think I've got, Carlos, before they come? At least a couple of hours. Although you, don't, you are not needed in the preliminary meeting. You can arrive a little later. It'll take, um, yeah, it'll take you like three hours or four hours to finish the last yeah, bit yeah. of the domain. You might be a bit hungry after that. Yeah, maybe I should meet them first. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than meet them hungry. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, actually, no, no, actually, no, that's three. That's, that's me thinking. Janusz won't think that. Janusz will think, get it done. Yes. That's what he'll think. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah. Well, I'll I I, I say to Nan Janianus. Um, it seems to me that you have some reservations about this, and Matilda and I have fewer, at least. So perhaps Matilda, you and I should welcome them and have a preliminary conversation and see what their expectations of this situation are. And then the two of you can, if you wish, come into the conversation at a later point. Yes, it would be, as I say, important that they know who all of us are. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm, um, I have been forbidden from mentioning anything to do with Nanj to them, so she'll have to turn up herself, to be honest. I ain't like, turning up. Well, if I turn up, I ain't going to let them see me. That <laughs> well, seems I'm, wise. So I will say that I will say that there is another member of our coterie. In that case, am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say that someone exists who may or may not be you? Not by name, though. Not by name, no. Obviously not. Well, none of you knows my real name, do you? Ain't not that stupid? Clues about names. Right. It's a beach in Cornwall. Oh, oh no! Sorry. <laughs> Still not my real name, is it? No, it's not. It's true. <sighs> Well then, I will uh, see you all later this evening. Okay. All right. So as Good. as Genesis leave, uh, what what does the rest of the coterie do um, in the next hour, hour and a half, or do I you just turn to wait? Carl and be like, "Do you think we should clear some of these props up?" Very true. Yeah, we can tidy up. Okay. Maybe. I'll yeah. find somewhere to obfuscate myself. <laughs> okay, so between the three of you, yeah, yeah. So between the three of you, but it's far enough away that it, make a it, make a welcome refugees banner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what you the the rest of the coterie? So Janice leaves, and uh, the rest of the coterie stays in the H in the headquarters, 
uh, sorting, tidying out the place, moving stuff, you know, making the downstairs area a nice sort of welcoming reception, all, sort of informal office space to receive them, you know, table, some chairs. Uh, the the three of you working together also managed to help Nanch to put, for example, like, you know, big folded carpets in a corner so she can find a place to just stand there and be out of sight, half hidden, half obfuscated. Yep. Um, Far enough away, I can't be read by all specs. Okay. Well, you you will still be within, within sight and earshot, but unless but someone I, is... <clears throat> sorry? If 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 I'm if there's nowhere in this room that I can be, where all specs can't see me, then I won't be in the room. Oh well, that's the thing. Unless you hide behind other stuff as well as obfuscate. That's fine. The whole the whole rest the, like, all the room is is obfuscable. Uh, Unless you go into like the toilet or whatever, which no one will use for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if you go Unless, into the toilet, they're exactly the kind of person that I want to know about. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, but yes. I, I, so I, basically, my goal is there's a Malkavian here, right? So I can reasonably assume uh, there's a Malkavian, be... a tree mare, yeah. a gangrel, and a vampire. Yes. So, so at least two of these people will be able to see me. Yeah. So I want to just be somewhere I can't be seen. Okay. By cool. either by supernatural means or non-supernatural means. Uh, you can you can have a happy both uh, by stacking stuff inside the the bathroom. And, yeah, and, okay. and and at the door so you can be there. Sure. Janice, in the meantime, you you go back to your domain. Uh, sorry, to your haven. And uh, you take touches and and a couple more dogs and go in a nightly walk with the dogs around. You go to the edges of your domain near Chiswick Village. And when you you find yourself sort of outside the like outside out of sight that's what i'm trying to say very badly when you find yourself out of sight in what you know because because janice knows what are the exact boundaries of his domain he has been very meticulous and in that slightly wooded area, he opens his wrists and lets his blow, his blood fall. And he has been doing this for a while now, over the course of the last few months. He has been very slowly, every night, perhaps just a little bit, walking around the, the outer edge of the domain as he lets his blood drip to the ground. And now, for the next few hours, he will make a rush of it. And he will try to, to close that loop, to close that circle. So he can consecrate to Kupala and his own blood, the boundaries of the domain, allowing his coldenism to reach further. I'm gonna ask you to do three rouse checks for me. Yikers. Well, it would be four, sorry. So this might be discussed because one per hour. So this is. Yeah, let me just. Everybody enjoy how Janice's 
How hungry he's gonna get? Because yeah. everybody, uh, every for for simplicity's sake, everybody just know every everyone was at hunger one at the beginning of the evening. Okay, so that is one. So that's Janice at hunger two. Still two. At hunger two. Still three. At hunger two. Hunger three, which makes sense. So by the time yeah. you finish, you find yourself being a little bit more than peckish. Also risking mm. the possibility of being hunger for the following evening. But before we go that, there, let's go back to midnight. At around midnight, um, Carl, well, Carl and I just all received a text from uh, a guy known, a guy called, uh, well, they call him Law. L O W, but it's because he goes by Lawrence. Uh, as a normal autarkist, they rarely give you their real name. Uh, and Lore or Law um, sends a message. He's a mariner. Um, Nanjusol would know, saying, "I'm here with the with the guests." Looks like Law's outside. I shall uh, go to the door and open it. I'll hide in my hidey hole. Okay. <laughs> okay um, you see all four people getting out of a of a car. They were a little packed. Um, so from the from the passenger seat, uh, this woman comes out uh, in her mid forties. Uh, Carl would recognize her vaguely from her, from his vision as uh, as the Ventru, Laura. Was there any specific things that I can't remember that I saw about her? Oh, that's the one I forgot, really. it, she was she was kind of really difficult to see, mm -hmm. like that. And you have found it that some ventru uh, on occasion are kind of difficult to read using uh, those type of like the types of power that you that you have around your your premonitions and things like that it's it's difficult to see through them it's like as if there's stoicism in their you know that that sort of iron will translates into not being able to like no one being able to see sure. more well and my heightened senses are up i will avoid the Sorry. headlights of the car obviously but mainly mainly for the purposes of insight into how they're feeling about everything um that's going on but i sh i shall say welcome guests you must be tired after your journey do come in thank you for allowing us in um and she just walks as you hold the door yeah i just i shall say um laura you are welcome thank you and then everybody comes out um the man you know to be Clarence, uh, is dressed very smartly and comes out. Uh, sort of smart, casual, but you would realize it's just like car. It's the kind of clothing that when, when you get clothes, you go like, yeah, that's expensive, that's good, that's tailor-made. And he, he is just normal trousers, a shirt, and a jumper, you know. It looks and in, in, a, in, a, in a simple coat, but he, he has it on his on his um, arm. I shall, I shall say... Um... Clarence, my felicitations that uh, someone that has been through something so difficult should look so good on it. 
<laughs> I appreciate your kind words. Um, may I come in? Of course. Thank you. Um, then you see such a shy little thing. She is looking everywhere. And she she just points to all go in. Annie, you are welcome. Oh. <laughs> I, I would say to you, don't worry, but I don't think that that would do any good. But let me... No. Let me let you know at least that perhaps your worries may be assuaged here, that there will be some refuge for you. Thank you. Um, it's, it's not that I'm very worried. I've, I've just been scared. Understood. Thank you. And you, your words reassure her and she goes in. And last but not least, uh, the man that you know to be Oscar, he presents himself. Thank you for allowing us into your care and into your domain. I am Oscar, third circle I of the pyramid. Understood. I am Cal de Toro, and I am at your service, um, Clan Toreador. But you are all welcome here, and you are refugees, and I'm sure that you would do no less if the situations were reversed, please come in, go upstairs and relax. We have a comfortable um, room up there. And, and um, follow yeah. them upstairs. Everybody uh, goes in, and Matilda, I would assume, is as they, waiting. Yeah, I'm upstairs, so as they come in, I'm probably just like leaning against a wall, and I'll give them a sort of nod. Um, if, if it's Annie that I'm supposed to be a little bit, Sasu, she's the you one that Carl was like, I might just sort of slightly less of an enthusiastic smile, but like I'll still welcome them and okay. encourage them all to sit down. They will sit down in the couches and the, the only one who's not sitting initially is, is Annie. She finds a comfortable corner to, to hi try to hide herself in, but of course she's in plain sight. She's just like in a corner. Uh, and I, a little I will say, I, I nod at Matilda, and um, and and I will say, um, we have word that the Camarilla will um, be providing you all with sustenance um, during your stay, and there are places for you to rest downstairs during the day. You have the run of this house. In the meantime. Um, and we, as I say, are at your service. Four days was what was mentioned. Four days. So, Laura. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, what, you, what, Absolutely. You... Um, please, if you need anything, do ask. But I do ask that you don't leave the building. Laura, who is sitting very straight, uh, she straightens uh, an imaginary wrinkle in her skirt and then stands up. So, well. Allow me to start with the proper introductions now that we are indoors and out of earshot of anybody. Um, thank you, Carl the Torah of the Toreador, for allowing us into your haven and domain. I am Laura Bowden of Clan Ventru. I have been already presented to the prince, uh, to Prince Nathaniel, and he had granted he has granted me leave to remain in this city for until I make preparations 
to go to America. Ah. The new world. Excellent. Do you have contacts in America that you're going to be staying with? Indeed. Uh, But that is being arranged at the moment. And then she sits down. And Clarence, in a very polite manner, as I said, I'm Clarence Hill Thorpe of Clan Gangrel if you are to believe that. I very much appreciate your hospitality, and we will be nothing but the greatest of guests. And then he sits back down. Indeed. Well, we have much to talk about, Clarence, I I imagine. Um, Two people that enjoy fashion, as we do, perhaps um, we can talk about that later. It would be it would be nice for a shame for change. Um, I had the the pleasure of meeting the Torador Primogen when we presented oh. ourselves to the prince, and mm-hmm. I have also, as you could assume, have been given leave to remain in the city. Um, Good. I do not know exactly where to go next. I, it's not that I have strong ties to my clan. Um, never had. Uh, and sadly, there is no primogen of the gangrel in this city. Um, so it remains to be seen uh, what will be of my future. Uh, alas, I cannot tell you right now um, where am I supposed to go after this. So it might be that I will require to stay uh, longer than the stipulated period of course i will make arrangements to find a place of my own and and apply for this strange process of citizenship of the city that you have set up here it's very unorthodox if you understand. indeed it is mm-hmm. yet yeah, it seems to work and for such a stylish orphan as yourself i'm sure that uh, we will find a place for you i hope thank you very much uh oscar goes again Again, my name is Oscar Cantor, third circle of the pyramid in the city of London, of house and clan Tremere. Thank you very much for allowing us to remain in the city. I have already contacted the regent of the city after my introduction to the prince and uh, it might be necessary for me to interview myself with him as per the 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 norms and keeping of of our clan i must present myself to the sheriff and he looks at matilda basically like you you asked to remain indoors but he might need to at some point leave for this oh okay um all right, well, if you arrange that appointment and we can talk about it. And it, it may it may be possible for us to bring the sheriff here, of course. Mm. Quite possibly. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. <clears throat> and then everybody's sitting down and you see Laura saying, Annie, be a dear, introduce yourself. Oh, um, sorry. Um, um, I'm Annie Turner. I'm I'm of of, of Clan Malkavian, 
and I I already introduced myself to the prince, who's also a Malkavian, and I was not expecting that. Um, and um, and he was very nice and very kind. And um, I, I and uh, keep it short, dear, says Laura. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you very much for for uh, observing the tradition of hospitality. Um, and I will I will be a good guest. And she looks at Clarence, and Clarence gives him gives her sort of like a brotherly nod. Um, and and yes, yes. I will say um, it is a wonder to meet one of your clan. As always, I always enjoy the um, company of Malkavians. Indeed, our lawmaster in this city is a Malkavian, and um, he's very popular. He's an excellent friend, of course. Oh, the Herald, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, the Herald. And he is, and his, um, one of his little proclivities is that he does enjoy receiving postcards. I have a collection of postcards downstairs that I've been sending him gradually, but perhaps, um, perhaps, Annie, he would enjoy receiving a postcard from you as a fellow Malkavian. Oh, um, yes. Oh, so, so what's a Herald? What do they do? Oh, I'm sorry, and um, and I think you said your your name was Carl de Trou. Carl de Toro. Yes. Toro. You say it how you like. That is absolutely fine. Is is Carl okay? Carl is absolutely wonderful. Thank you. That uh, is, yes. If you wish to call me um, Carl Frederic Saint Jacques de Toro, you can, but Carl will suffice. Thank you, Carl. Um, and 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 you are. And she looks um, at you. I'll say um, my name is Matilda Wells. It's very nice to have you here. They are like the look on their faces. Say. Oh, not this shit again. <laughs> like it's like okay, you just told us your name. Oh, oh, that's fine. And uh, um. Thank you, Matilda Wells of Plan oh, Plan Venture. Ah, Laura sort of slightly smiles for a second. Mm. Mm. Indeed. But I, did you? Sorry, go ahead. Um, have you had? Uh, would you have me? Uh, Secure an audience with our primogen. Um, I don't think that's something I can do. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm. I'm not Camarilla. The look on her face, like everybody's face, is very like what this is. This is weird. But the look on her face is. Like, excuse me? Oh, yes. Um, do you happen to so, work for this library? They, some people, they sometimes have people in secondment there? No, I don't. Is that a problem? No, she, this is, no, uh, absolutely not. <clears throat> um, I can, I'm sure my friend Carl here, who is Camarilla, um, perhaps he can help you 
secure an audience. Of course, right. I it, I am at your disposal, dear lady. Um, this this coterie is rather unusual in that we do have four members, but each of us is from a different faction. There are various of these coteries in the city, and it fell to us to take in the refugees. Uh, so therefore, that is why we are here. We have one member of the library, at least someone under secondment to them, a member of the Autarchis. I don't know if you know them, a small faction. Um, and myself and... So you are Anarch? Like, now, like, Laura loses her composure just for a second, and then she realizes it. Um, yes. Uh, glad, to make, glad to make your acquaintance, Miss Wells. Very nice to meet you as well. Um, if there is anything we can do for you, please let us know. Did you all know each other beforehand? Clarence says, well, Laura and I did. Um, I have seen Oscar on occasion, uh, but the Tremere tend to keep to themselves and they like it that way. And Oscar doesn't take any insult on this. He's like, it's true. As basically, she shrugs. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and um, and this little mouse here, um, she's actually one of the fledglings uh, oh. of the city. Um, she was introduced to us tonight. Uh, but we do, well, at least uh, Laura did know uh, her grandsire. Ah. But well, we do things slightly differently in Bristol, as you have begun to understand, and yet our hospitality is still as good as anywhere else, and you will be well looked after while you are here as long as you don't. So you mentioned... I'm sorry, um, you, you were Carry saying... On. Uh, as long as you don't cause any mischief, okay. that's what I was going to say. Um, Oscar says, uh, but you, you did mention four people in the coterie, but I thought Bristol was broken down into three factions. Camarilla, Anarch, and sort of like a mediator. We have three factions, and then we have a library um, where records are kept and um, things are recorded, um, and one of our members belongs to that library. And, and the I, other faction is the Autarchus. I don't know if you know of them. Heard a little bit. Mediators... Commerce mm -hmm. people, right. business types, that sort of thing. Yeah. And Annie says, and, and and so so you are Toreador, you're Camarilla, and and and, and Matilda is is Anarch, and and mm -hmm. who are the other two? Are are we going to meet them? I hope so, and I will let them introduce themselves, as um, I am sure I could not do them justice. They may uh, appear at some stage this evening. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, so, so where do we stay tonight? During the day. Um, in, yes. Oh, in the day, the day. Yes, the day. Um. Oh, well, follow me. Yeah. Yeah, and you show them around, and uh, over the course of of the next few hours until the return of Janus, they will actually they will go downstairs. They will. They they know that where is the where is it that they're supposed to stay. Um, they they ask 
to make certain arrangements, for example, to, for them to be able to at least procure themselves some additional clothing and things like that. It's not like they could leave, like they had to leave in a hurry. Sure. So, so they are asking if it's possible to go in the following nights early, just as the sun goes down. They don't care if it's, you know, escorted by you, but they would wish to buy some clothes to make some arrangements, to get some connection and internet and all of that. I'll well, I imagine we have the internet. Yeah. And I'll look at uh, Carl and just say, I'm happy to, well, should we bring them around the corner? There's a charity shop. Well, that won't be open, will it? No, not um, now. It's like one. She'll see you charge everything else. We can find somewhere to take. Yeah, there are some places. Yeah. Uh, Nan Giselle, what do you do after they leave the, the upper floor and go to the ground, to the basement. I leave the house. Okay. Go find Young. Okay. Uh, you don't find him uh, straight okay. away uh, because you go to his domain and he's not, nowhere to be seen. Um, okay. uh, you talk to Evelina, which is very sleepy. Very, very sleepy. Um, but she tells you that um, Jan is... If he didn't say anything, he would probably show up at some point. And eventually, like, you're welcome to stay in this new room. Um, Fine. Then I will, I will, uh, will stay in my new room mm -hmm. and contemplate what I have heard. Okay. Janus will go back to the Haven because, to his Haven, because he has to return all dogs. Or at least all dogs that are not Duchess, because that is his alibi for being walking around in the middle of the night. He's walking a lot of dots, very dangerous ones. Uh, so you two will meet at Janus's Haven. Okay. Um, I will also say, um, you've arrived. Hmm. What do you, uh, what do you think of them, Mandazel, now that you have seen them? I think that it'll cause trouble if they get the chance. Uh, you don't like that Matty isn't in the camera, love. Of course they wouldn't, would they? No. Uh, don't like that three of us aren't. I mean, all right, they sucked it up while we were sat there. But I don't think that's a thing you sit on, is it? Turns out they sort of know each other, apart from one of them. And, uh... Well, it's of course assuming anything that came out of their minds was the truth. Oh, uh, yes. Which one do you believe might be unconnected to the others? Well, the Malkavian, they said she was a fledgling. They said they just mm. met her that night. The rest of them knew each other. Mm. Then he said something about her grandsire, who they intimated was dead. Mm. Didn't say who it was. Seems like they were uh, hearing a lot of stuff off Carl and Matty. What surprised them? Mm. What they weren't happy about. But in fairness, they mentioned that two of us were as about. Didn't mention us by name or clan or nothing like that. Did they? Um, did Carl and Matilda make the uh, it clear about their? position as guests and ours as host did they did they agree 
did they understand their position and their responsibilities and their rights here, do you think? Tough to tell. They got told they weren't to leave. But mm. beyond that, you know what the camera are like. They wave around the word hospitality without necessarily understanding exactly what it means. Yes. Well, I, I should... I should introduce myself then and make sure they are clear on such things. Seems Lest they get any foolish ideas into their heads. Well, I'll come with you. Casey kicks off. Seemed like it might have been on the verge of that earlier. Luckily, you didn't have to step in. Well, it is good that you were vigilant, Nanjazal. I imagine you will have to be for some time longer. I agree. Oh, and I think of it. Ventry's going off to America. That's plans in motion. One of them might be staying there for longer, so we might have to go back to teach and talk about the cost of that. Which one? Uh, the gangrel. Ah, he's good. uh, he might have to stay or something. Malkavian no has no plans, of course. Of course, he's speaking the truth. She doesn't know no one. But I think that yes. means he's going to stick around a similar amount of time. Oh, and you're Tremere. He said he was in something called the Third Circle. I don't know what that means. Does it mean not anything to you? It doesn't matter what he professes to be. It is a profane circle of any description. Well, he's going off to see the region, so he might stay too. So, uh... For now, at least, they are under our protection. For now. All right, well... I suppose they've had the uh, they've had a fluffy introduction, haven't they? Best go and speak to them ourselves now. Mm, yes, let's go and do that, Nandazel. Okay. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> what are you two guys doing? You're you're taking you're you're Nandazel and well, we're gonna go we're gonna go to the HQ. I think, okay. aren't we? Yeah. So you make your, your way back to the HQ. In the meantime, um, you find that the the guests are like you know walking up and down the stairs between the common area and the, and the sort of rooms, and then they make themselves comfortable in the common area because basically there's nothing else to do tonight other than sit tight and then when the, con the sun goes up to be you know. Um, well, uh, on their way to, to 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 sleep when they're when they're walking between the the, the two areas i mean I, I i'd like to um just ask um clarence and annie mm -hmm. i think might be interested um laura probably not uh i i'll um just get them into the uh the front the front room where the costumes are and i'll say well you, you said you wanted some clothes and um we have some very interesting things here i mean not necessarily for outdoor wear but if you'd like to borrow any of these very interesting costumes that we had borrowed, I mean, some of the some of the styles are. I mean, this this we have 18th century suits. We have um, uh, something that might very much interesting you that, that kind of the Beau Brummel look for um, for uh, Clarence here. But Annie, if you're interested in any anything slightly wacky or interesting, then we have a few things around. Like, um, look at this. Look at this. We, we this was from a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, um, which I think this was Mustard Seed's costume, one of the fairies. You might. And she she is fascinated by all this. Clarence, of course, he says, "Well, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I will, 
I will definitely take into consideration grabbing something more modern before of course, we go to understood. buy some stuff. Uh, I've yes. never been more much of a of a scenic arts kind of person. Um, I was I was actually a, a cricketer and a and a rower back in excellent my alma mater. But mm -hmm. um, but I I do have a, an an appreciation for this for the scenic arts. You are most kind. Of course, there and, is an art mm -hmm. to hitting leather with willow. <laughs> Indeed, there is. Annie is looking at an old dress. You might think like something like a, I don't know, 16th, 17th century. So when you were talking about Midsummer Night's Dream, but not mm -hmm. one of the fairies costume. It's just a normal maiden costume. Like mm -hmm. she says, this is so pretty. Would you like to try it on? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. And she 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 goes into the the sort of half like the bathroom that you have downstairs, that oddly has a lot of things in the way, because someone might have been hiding there, but there's no one. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> um, she changes into the into this dress, and she comes out, and and she looks like a maiden from the era. And she, and as she looks at you and smiles. She looks at your eyes and you look at hers and you can see her, but not with that dress. Well, I mean, she's wearing that dress now, but what you're seeing is not her now. And you know, it's not in the past because that's not how your gift works. Mm -hmm. You see her in the future. And her pushing Matilda hard to one side. But it's actually out of harm's way. But you don't understand because she ends up hurting Matilda by pushing her. Perhaps preventing a greater harm to befall her. Because then you see fire and Annie's lost in them. And she looks I... at you and she brings her hands to her face as if you have shared some sort of vision. And now your mind is, you, f you hear the cracks. If this is how the Malkavian live, then their eternity is torture. And with the image of fire and flame all around Annie, we're gonna leave and we're gonna close the session and leave it for next week. Thank you very much for watching us. Thank you, Carlos. Thank, yeah, you, thank, you, thank you to my lovely players and uh, remember we will be having uh, in our in our blog post you can find it but also in our in our oh there's the, the, the super stake um, we have in our in our website links to the relationship map and the cartographers map and uh, we will make sure to keep all those things polished and up now without further ado I bid you farewell and we will see you next week for episode four of Blood on the Severn. Until then, 
Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh,